Subscriptions for Authors, The New Age of Publishing, Book One, by Michael Evans. Now, before we officially get into it, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this complete audiobook. Odds are you are on YouTube or maybe another podcast player, which in that case, throughout this book, I'll be mentioning some links and some helpful resources. All of that is linked in the description below. Lots of cool stuff. Don't go there yet. We'll get there in the book. We're going to get there, which is letting you know before we dive in. And another thing is that right now you're listening to the audiobook. I hope you enjoy this. It's narrated by me, Michael Evans. But if you want to read the ebook, you can get that for free on any of the ebook retailers. And also, if you sign up for a mailing list, I'll send you a free copy. That's linked down below. And you can also get a copy of the print book. That's not free, but it's pretty much at cost, so you can get that shipped to you wherever you live at, also linked below. Now, I'm going to officially get into this with our introduction for subscriptions for authors. Now, you may have heard stories of writers such as Katie Robert or Amelia Rose running subscription businesses and making a living directly from their readers. But what is a subscription? How can you start one? And what do you need to know to be successful with this new business model for publishing? You're in luck because today I will be breaking down exactly how you can start and grow a successful subscription business as a fiction author. But first, what is this? This guide is roughly 115 pages long or 29,000 words. It should take you anywhere from 1.5 to 3 hours to read or listen to depending on what speed you put me on. It aims to be a sweet spot between a short article that leaves you with more questions than answers and an entire book that takes a week to read while providing a comprehensive introduction to descriptions for authors. In short, this guide has no fluff, just lots of information to get you started. This guide contains three parts, ideation and planning your subscription. This is all about setting up the foundation of your subscription from what to offer your readers, to how to structure your tiers, pricing your subscription, and even setting up your subscription. Then there's marketing, managing, and making money with your subscription. This is the meat of the guide. This is where we dive into how you can launch your subscription, find new readers, ultimately generate sustainable recurring revenue. Then lastly, there's subscription principles, some bonus resources, FAQs, an appendix, and more. This section includes some of the big takeaways from the guide, including a list of free resources to learn more about subscriptions and some common questions we often get about subscriptions that aren't addressed in the main chapters of the guide. You will discover by the end of this is that subscriptions aren't just a way to make more money from your writing and build stronger connections with your readers, but a complete shift in the power dynamics of publishing that puts readers first and storytellers in control. Now, who is it for? This guide is primarily made for authors who are interested in starting subscriptions or who are just beginning with this business model. Whether you're an author making 100,000 plus per year who is new to the world of subscriptions or someone who is new to the world of writing in general, this guide will give you a great foundation to be able to start and succeed with subscriptions and membership models for authors. 
Who am I and why did I make this guy? My name is Michael Evans. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Reap, the subscription platform by fiction authors for fiction authors. I'm a sci-fi thriller author of over a dozen novels, a former live streamer and YouTuber, and currently a college student at Harvard. I'm also the co-host of the Scriptions for Authors podcast. I'm an admin in the Scriptions for Authors Facebook and the author of Greater Economy for Authors, A Guide to the Future of Publishing. I work closely with Amelia Rose, a semi-romance author of more than 20 novels who makes six figures per year from subscription. She co-hosts Scriptions for Authors podcast with me, helps run the Facebook group, and co-founded Ream along with Sean Patnode and me. We created this guide, Ream, and Subscriptions for Authors to help empower authors to build better futures for themselves and their readers powered by subscription revenue. At Ream, our commitment is to make money only when our authors make money. To uphold that commitment, we wanted to create the best possible education resources for authors interested in running a subscription business, no matter what platform or tools you use to run it. When appropriate, I will point out some of the advantages to using Ream, as it is the only subscription platform made by fiction authors for fiction authors. It's already helping lots of authors supercharge the subscription business and giving readers a better experience than existing platforms. Regardless of the subscription platform you use, Patreon, Ko-Fi, Freem, etc., this guide has tons of insights that will help you be successful as a subscription author. Now, let's get into it. Chapter 1. Defining Subscriptions In short, subscriptions are payment directly from a reader to an author for content or other agreed-upon value. Subscriptions are everywhere in the modern economy, whether it's your telephone bill, your cable bill, or a streaming service like Netflix and Disney+. Plus. The odds are that we all have a monthly subscription or two. In January 2020, millennials in the United States were found to have on average 17 paid media and entertainment subscriptions. Generation Z had 14 media and entertainment subscriptions while baby boomers had eight on average. Now let's bring this to the reading world. When we hear the word subscription, we most often think of Kindle Unlimited, Audible, or other similar programs. These are structured as an all-you-can-read-or-listen buffet for readers. One price for access to hundreds of thousands, and in some cases, millions of stories. However, the kind of subscriptions we will be talking about today are ones in which readers pay a monthly or annual fee directly to an author or a small group of authors. Instead of paying $10 per month to access all the books in Kindle Unlimited, readers will pay anywhere from one to even as much as hundreds of dollars per month to get benefits directly from you. The beauty of subscription is that you don't need to pull your books out of Kindle Unlimited or stop selling ebooks or audiobooks a la carte. Instead, this is a way to forge deeper connections with your super fans and generate recurring revenue directly from them. In total, platforms like Ream, Patreon, and Ko-Fi process billions per year in direct payments to creators. In fact, there are already thousands of fiction authors monetizing through subscriptions. Here's a list of over 500 fiction authors who are actively selling their work via subscription at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash category slash resources. 
2022, their combined revenue exceeded 10 million. Chapter two, the purpose of a subscription. For readers, subscriptions provide an opportunity to get special access, privileges, and a better experience in exchange for recurring support, either monthly or annual, of an author's work. For readers who trust you and want to receive your stories, subscriptions can be very beneficial. They allow readers that want to support you to pay you regularly. When readers fall in love with the story and the characters, many want to be closer to those worlds and experience more of it. Membership CUNYs for readers powered by subscriptions enable this. When someone joins your subscription, you get to build a personal relationship with them and create a space in which higher order psychological needs fulfill, such as one's desire for status and belonging. One example is the LitRPG author AFK, who includes Discord benefits as part of his subscription. This means readers who subscribe to his work have an exclusive space to communicate with each other and form a community online. In a world where monolithic social platforms feel more and more distant and in-person social structures are struggling to grapple with the internet, you can create a shared space of meaning and connection for your readers that brings untold value to their lives. Thus, subscriptions are your own platform as an author. And herein lies the benefits for you. For authors, Subscriptions provide you recurring revenue for the work you do. By necessity, we have to price our books, whether free on serial fiction sites or paid on book retailers in a way that is attractive both to people who love us most and to new fans. This results in us creating one product to serve all segments of our reader base. With the power of subscriptions, we can create different tiers of benefits and rewards at specific price points that appeal to different segments of our readership and allow us to capture more value. Let us think about live music for a moment. Musicians make most of their money from live performances, places where their existing fans can come together and further enjoy their work. Just like concerts have nosebleed tickets and VIP backstage packages, your author subscription can offer tiered value at different price points. It's like your own mini theme park or concert. But the advantage is that it doesn't require a huge upfront investment of capital to start or thousands of attendees to break even. In fact, you can profit from just one reader in your membership. And having hundreds of readers in your subscription can make you a decent, even livable income. After all, subscriptions aren't one-time events or day passes. They are monthly or annual recurring passes to your story worlds that provide you and your readers with continuous value. And on places like Green, you're able to have a direct connection to your readers while controlling their contact information, refunds, your own payment dashboard, and payout schedule. Retailers can serve a valuable role as a place of discovery for new readers. But with new platforms rising in emerging markets every year and dozens of places to find readers, where will you create a home in which you can bring your true fans together, a place over which you have a degree of agency and control. That's where subscriptions come in. The beauty of this model 
is that you can offer almost anything you want as a recurring benefit. Early access. We're providing first draft or earlier drafts of your stories to your readers in a chapter-by-chapter format before they release elsewhere. It's the most common subscription benefit for the authors index in our 2022 Top Fiction Authors in Subscriptions report. However, you can also offer benefits such as live stream, book boxes, or chats with the digital personas of your characters. The ideas and opportunities are limitless. I recommend that you start small and work up to building your own amusement park around your stories. Even if you have a large existing audience who may be clamoring for your subscription, it's best to launch in phases that minimize your risk and maximize your success. We will discuss this more in chapters 12 and 13, which is all about launch and marketing your subscription. The key takeaway here is that subscriptions reward constant iteration rather than launches with huge fanfare. Subscriptions are a long-term commitment to your readers and your community, and it's best to take a measured, sustainable approach to ensure your subscription's success. Good news is that we will be learning all about how to do this in later chapters. Another major benefit of subscriptions is the higher take-home rate authors garner. In addition to having more power, control, and flexibility of subscription platforms, you can also capture a higher portion of the retail price. Subscription platforms typically charge around 10% of your gross revenue plus payment processing fee compared to retailers, which charge 30% of your gross revenue or more, and publishers that can, in many cases, retain the majority of your gross revenue, even 80% plus. In addition to higher royalty rates, authors are not locked into a specific subscription forever. Major subscription services allow you to pause your subscription anytime and take a break from running it while ensuring your readers are in charge during this period. It is also best practice to change and evolve your benefits over time. No, you don't have to feel like once you lock into early access or a specific bonus chapter or short story each month that you have to do that forever. The best subscription authors typically make tweaks based on reader feedback and their own ambitions every 90 days or so. Readers are typically very understanding and excited about changes you make, even if it's decreasing your content output. And understand that you are human, not a faceless corporation. With this said, in your first months of a subscription, as your subscriber base is growing, constant changes can be detrimental. If readers are expecting you to finish a specific story and you leave them hanging to start a new story, that would likely leave them frustrated. However, if your subscribers aren't liking something or you are not enjoying what you are doing for your subscription, these could be good signs to make adjustments. Luckily, we will cover this in detail in Chapter 15. Thus, always seek to keep your subscription fun and fresh for yourself, not just your readers. Changes over time are not only natural, but beneficial. And your readers expect your subscription to evolve over time. Chapter 3. Should you start a subscription? Whether you should start a subscription depends on a host of factors, many of which we will cover. However, I want to share that up front. Subscriptions are not something that should be driven by the fear of missing out. Subscriptions are a long-term commitment 
in which consistency more than anything is rewarded. The currency of subscriptions is trust. This means that readers likely need a degree of trust in you before they are ready to join a monthly subscription or membership for your stories. Thus, subscriptions might not be best for a cold author, but more on this later. Sometimes authors believe that they have to be far along in their career to start a subscription. And this is far from the truth. Some of the most successful subscription authors start a subscription early in their careers. When you have a small audience inside a subscription, it can be easier to build deeper relationships with them and nurture superfans that will spread your stories and subscription through word of mouth. Amelia Rose did this and grew her subscription to over 2,000 readers who pay her six figures per year in recurring revenue. Of course, Amelia's story is a tremendous success. Garnered these paying subscribers she wrote and published for years. She accumulated millions of reads on serial fiction platforms like Wattpad and Radish. Her subscription growing from a small base of just one to a few dozen, and finally, to a few thousand readers. When starting your subscription, understand that this can take months or even years to accomplish. With this said, we will share archetypes of authors who have experienced success with this model, so you can see if it suits you too. The beauty of being storytellers is that we get to create our own worlds and chart out our own path. I will teach you best practices and helpful strategies in relation to subscriptions, but there are endless other ways to make a living from your writing that don't involve paid subscription. In fact, most successful subscription authors also monetize through other avenues, whether it's selling books, ebooks, print books, and audiobooks a la carte, or selling one-off merchandise. However, here's when it may be a good time to start a subscription. You write serial fiction and are open to offering early access to your stories in exchange for monthly payment. This is one of the more tried and true subscription models and a relatively low-risk one to start in terms of your expenditure of time. Serial fiction is a story released in a chapter-by-chapter -chapter or episodic format at a regular time. Typically, these chapters are short and adding cliffhangers to keep readers eagerly waiting for the next chapter. The next one is you want to create a community of your readers and build more personal relationships with your fans. In the long run, there's no more effective market than personal relationships with your fans. This is something you enjoy. Subscriptions enable you to get paid for this interaction and have a space in which you can build a direct relationship with your readers. The next one is you are an indie author wanting to diversify your revenue away from ebook retailers and provide your biggest supporters with additional value. For authors who are successful on Amazon and other retailers, subscriptions become a significant portion of their income. If you have anywhere from 2 to 5% of your readers joining a subscription or membership for your stories, this can bolster your revenue and profits by a significant portion with limited extra time. The next one is if you are a traditionally published author or hybrid author looking to diversify your revenue away from publishers and make more consistent income. Having readers on a subscription service can help you validate stories early in development, increase your leverage when fielding offers from acquisition editors, and ultimately give you a space to connect with your fandom 
directly. Due to specific contract obligations with publishers, some traditionally published authors choose to launch unpublished books or early drafts on their subscription instead of giving early access to upcoming published projects. An example of a prominent traditionally published author with a successful subscription is N.K. Jemison. She has used her membership primarily to share extra writing updates on her work in progresses with her readers. The next one is if you run a small press or are a small collective of authors who want to work together to jointly produce content and build a community of like-minded readers. You can split payments equally between participating authors or set up a program based on how a writer's specific content performs in terms of engaging with readers inside of the description. Prominent examples are the HGA Collective, Wraithmark Publishing, and Crystal Lake Publishing. And the next one is if you want to sell directly to your readers and take back control from social platforms and retailers, whether through per creation payment, which only charge your readers when a new book comes out, not on a monthly or annual basis, or through offering early access to your books one chapter at a time. Subscriptions allow you to receive a direct connection to your audience. This comes in the form of having their contact information, payment data on platforms like Green, and a significantly higher revenue share. And lastly, you are looking to build a sustainable publishing business and engage in a writing process that nurtures your wellness and readers for the long run. Subscriptions necessitate that you show up regularly for your readers and for your own creative soul. By focusing on serving your readers as individuals, you can build a stronger and larger collective of fans over a sustained period of time. Now, with all this, here's when it might not be a good idea to start a subscription. You want to give your readers early access to your stories in a chapter-by-chapter chapter format, but have an audience that primarily reads on an e-reader. It is more than possible to have readers or subscribers sideload ebooks to their e-reading device. However, delivering regular chapter-by-chapter chapter update is more of an unwieldy process to sideload. It can lead to an unnecessary friction in the reader experience. Ream at reamstories.com eliminates a lot of this friction for early access by enabling your readers to get automatic updates of chapters as you schedule them and giving them the ability to interact with each other inside a social e-reader app that works on mobile, tablet, and desktop. It also should be noted that Kindle sales have been on a steep decline since 2012. However, generationally, younger readers are more likely to read on their phones and other devices, whereas older readers tend to frequent Kindles in greater proportion. This isn't to say, if you are a Kindle Limited, that having a subscription is a bad idea or that early access won't work for you. In fact, with subscription, just a small portion of your audience can generate you a great income stream. After all, your subscription does not have to be home for all your readers, but just the ones who can and want to support you in return extra better. The next reason is subscriptions don't sound fun. This may seem simple, but we often forget just how important this is. For some authors, subscriptions are the business model and approach to publishing they've been waiting for. It feels like a light bulb of 
awesomeness in their mind when they understand just what subscriptions are. Being an author is about creating the life and stories of your dream. If subscriptions don't fit into that at the moment, no worries. However, if you are unsure about whether the subscription model is right for you, by the end of this guide, you will have a much better idea of what's involved in running. The next one is interacting with fans makes you feel uncomfortable or doesn't excite you. Not all subscription authors have to interact with fans to be successful. However, most cite that building relationships with readers in one-to-one communication through direct messages, emails, and community forums, maybe group post your subscribers, is an important factor in their success. If you aren't sure how to interact with your readers and build momentum for your s- stories through relationship marketing, then we will touch on that more soon. In fact, you don't need to build relationships with your readers to succeed at subscription. Like everything in publishing, there are no hard rules. The next one is you pulled your readers and got a little interest. I recommend all authors with an existing reader base prime their readers before launching their subscription by asking them if it's something they're interested in. If you get little interest in a subscription after some initial research, then it may not be the best idea. For authors starting to build their readership, readers in subgenres such as post-apocalyptic survival fiction may not find reader community as important. Whereas readers in genres such as romance and literary RPG love being connected to fellow readers and authors in digital communities. I shall warn you, anything I ever state about genres are gross generalizations, but it will be impossible in this guide to dive into all the nuances and specifics of the thousands of diverse fiction subgenres. However, knowing the needs of your readers in your genre and being attuned to how you can serve them through subscriptions is key. The next one is that it's not the right time. Focus is everything. As authors, we have the pressure to do a million things in a day. Write thousands of words, create TikTok videos, run Facebook ads, answer emails, and then run a subscription. The pressure of keeping the pressure of keeping up with your rewards is stressing you out. And you feel your time is best devoted elsewhere. I give you permission to not start a subscription. There are a few things in publishing that you must do to be successful. Paid subscriptions and membership can drastically change and help your career. But if it's not the right time for you, due to a busy period in your life, or any other reason, you should make the decision that you're most comfortable with, even if it means delay or limiting plans for a subscription. We've covered most of the major reasons for and against subscriptions after talking with hundreds of fiction authors about subscription. And if you ever have any doubt, it's okay to try something, see how it works, and adjust accordingly. It's best to spend time creating and doing rather than overthinking and planning. Trust me, I know how hard this can be. Treat your publishing life, not just your writing life, like a first draft. There's always time for edits and revisions and the option to place things in a drawer. The power comes in starting. There would be nothing without your first words. And it takes the greatest courage to turn a blank page into magic. But if you're reading this, I know you have that gifted ability. Chapter four, the subscription mindset. So you're ready to start your subscription, or at the very least, you're interested in learning more. In just a few seconds, you will begin slaying the subscription dragon. But first, 
We need to gear up our valiant hero with some mega mind potions. Enter the subscription mindset, what we'll call the Subscriptions for Authors Manifesto. I recommend you read this out loud or at least carefully in your mind. And you can always post this on a page in your site and share this with your readers to show them the mindset you ascribe to. Feel free to edit the entry below however you wish for your own purposes. Quote, My paid subscriptions and membership exist for the benefit of my readers and a publishing market that rewards the new over everything else, whether that be books, discovering new readers, or new opportunities. I want to create a place that gives me the opportunity to put you first, my existing fans who make doing what I love possible. In an industry where publishers, platforms, and advertising eat into most of the revenue authors make for their books, having a subscription allows me to build a sustainable business model and thus create more and better experiences for all of you, whether you are a paid subscriber or not, by having a space where we can have a direct connection on the internet. I always vow to put my readers first and shape the future of this membership together. Thank you for supporting me. And thank you for being a part of our story as one of my insert membership name here. End quote. Now here are some other key things to keep in mind which will be covered in other portions of this starter guide. One, under promise and over deliver. Always better to leave yourself some breathing room. Sure, you can write 5,000 words a day, but do you want to? And can you do it repeatedly? Make sure that you set your subscription goals to be attainable. Number two, consistency and communication are key. No reader wants to be left out to dry midway through reading a story with no idea when they will be able to finish it. Netflix cancels seasons all the time. I'm still mad about society getting canceled. You need to be consistent with your content. But consistency does not mean being like a machine. You can take breaks as life events come up. This is where communication comes in. As you make changes to your subscription, your readers want to be kept in the loop so they can adapt. If you hit a roadblock in a chapter and it's taking an extra week to deliver, that's okay. Quickly share a snippet of it with your readers and say you will be back soon. Did a life emergency come up? Take care of them first. But take a minute to let your readers know if there will be a delay in any story they are expecting. If you were a guest at a pizza restaurant, you would not like to be kept waiting without an explanation. Your readers are your guests in the world you create. Number three, the slow build is best. During YouTube's 2020 Rewind, Mr. Beast, who has 100 million subscribers, shouted out three up-and-coming YouTubers, gaining them each 100,000 subscribers overnight. This should have changed their lives, right? They had made it. Now all those YouTubers get barely any views in their videos. The rapid influx of fans resulted in many new viewers not being interested in the content, leading to a self-reinforcing cycle of unhappy fans. Building trust one reader at a time is underrated in a publishing culture that rewards big hits above all else. But that is how retailer and publisher business models work. And it's a dynamic that keeps them in power. 
The authors who build truly long-term careers and brands with true staying power all have deep connections to their fan base through years and decades of consistent publishing. Your subscription likely won't go viral or make you a millionaire overnight. That's not a bug. It's a feature to use to your advantage. Number four, readers first. Your super fans do not equal money. Some of your biggest fans may not be able to afford your highest tiers. Just because we can't all afford backstage tickets to the next Taylor Swift concert doesn't mean we love and appreciate her any less than the fans who can. Show appreciation and care all your fans. And for those that can pay for additional value and experience, some readers will pay you hundreds of dollars per month, provided to them wholeheartedly. Chapter 5. Deciding Your Subscription Goals Before you even begin to think about what you will offer in your subscription, it's crucial to ask yourself, what role this will play in your publishing business? Is this one way you are looking to diversify your income? place you hope to bring super fans who want early access to your work? A way to foster deeper connections with your readers and a direct selling ecosystem? A place to offer book boxes or bonus content? Your goals can be any and all of the above. But the most important thing to ask yourself is in relation to your readers. Which segment of your readership are you serving with your subscription? And how do you plan to provide an amazing experience for them? There is no right or wrong answer to any of these questions. But it's crucial to set some expectations before beginning any new business endeavor. Think about how you can implement your subscription in a way that benefits your readers the most. Often, authors wonder why readers would want to join a subscription. The truth is that by joining your subscription, your readers get to become members of your inner circle. Plus, your biggest fans want to support you. Subscriptions give them the opportunity to do so and get even more value in return from it. Chapter 6. The Structure of Subscriptions Now that we know a bit about the foundation and reasons behind starting a subscription, it's time to share an overview of what a subscription is and what it consists of. A subscription consists of a few main components. Number 1. Subscription name and branding. You will first have to decide an overall name for your subscription. Many authors title it the same name as their author pen name. There are some other things to consider that. Will you be having one subscription for multiple pen names or subgenres? Then maybe it's best to have an overall subscription name that encompasses these brands. Many authors with pen names choose to have multiple subscriptions. Skip to the FAQ section for more detail on how to manage this. Some authors also title their subscription based on their world or reader club name. Ultimately, this is what people will search for your subscription as. So it's worthwhile thinking about what name would resonate and stick most with your audience. You will also have an overall header image to brand your subscription. I recommend looking at other authors' subscriptions for inspiration. This header image is what people will see behind your profile photo and right above your subscription name. The best banners typically evoke an emotion in your readers that resonates with your stories. No need to hire a graphic designer for something like this. Using sites like Canva, you can create something that is perfectly acceptable. When starting out, I usually recommend authors make everything as easy as possible on themselves. If you aren't sure about your branding or to your name, that's okay. 
you can always change it. It isn't until your launch. It isn't until you launch your subscription that you will be able to get feedback from readers and see how your current branding is working. So start. Number two, information page and about the author. This is where you will share a bit about your stories and subscription with your readers who come to your public subscription page. On most platforms, there's a customizable landing page that new readers will see before subscribing. Your information section or about the author section is crucial to help fans who want a bit more context around your subscription to understand who you are and what your subscription is. You can change this anytime, so don't overthink it. Look at your fellow authors for inspiration and be true to yourself. This is not marketing copy on an Amazon product. It's a space to speak openly to your readers. Number three, tiers. Our next chapter is all about tiers. I'll touch on them briefly here and say that this is the part of your subscription that authors typically spend the most time planning, but it's also the most malleable. You can change what you offer in your tiers at any time, even after launching. Simple is better and less is more, especially when starting out. Number four, uploading your story content, if applicable. The next thing to think about is uploading your story content. Not all authors upload books to their subscription platform as they may be offering benefits unrelated to their story content. Meanwhile, some authors upload their entire backlist to their subscription. On most subscription platforms, this is frankly. You have to copy and paste each chapter into your subscription or use another service to deliver your eBooks directly to your readers' emails. On Reap, we have a social e-reader that lets readers have conversations inside the books they read and a manuscript uploader that gives you clear instructions on how to format your manuscript so we can make some story magic happen. That magic is being able to chop your manuscript into chapters so you can schedule them for publishing to your readers in just a few clicks. Want to release one chapter a week for the next few months? That will only take a few seconds rather than a dozen plus different posts on Ream. If you want one group of readers to receive your latest chapter before a group of readers, also easy. Just select which tiers you want to publish, which chapters to, and when. And you can set it and forget it and let us take care of the rest. Publishing the story and notifying your readers when the new chapter is live. With your branding and subscription name, your information page, and your story content complete, it is now time to talk about planning your subscription tiers. Chapter 7. Planning Your Subscription Tiers This chapter is all about deciding what you will offer to your readers in your subscription. If you look at some of the most successful subscription authors, such as Amelia Rose or Schurdel, you will see that they have many tiers with tons of different rewards. This could be very overwhelming. You might ask, how will I create a subscription anything like that? The trick is you won't, at least not at first. But instead of planning out 10 different tiers with over a dozen different awards among them, it is best to start simple and small and grow over time with feedback of your readers. Now, a tier is an offering to your readers at a specific price point. We see tiers all the time in subscription products from Netflix offering premium 4K viewing at their higher price tiers to telephone company offering different data limits at specific service tiers. Authors can do the same thing. For instance, sometimes authors offer early access to the first drafts of their books as they are writing them to their super fans at an entry level tier. 
Then maybe at a higher price tier, readers not only get early access to first drafts of books in text format, but they also get early access to audio editions of their stories or access to an exclusive live stream. The benefits and rewards you can offer are limitless. My recommendation is figuring out your rewards to map out three different circles as part of a Venn diagram. Circle one, what are you interested in providing to readers in a subscription? Circle two, what are other successful authors doing in subscriptions, especially those with readership similar to yours? You can find a huge list of successful subscription authors across all genres at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash category slash resources. Circle three. What have your readers said they want more of, either in emails, community posts, on Facebook, etc.? If you are getting started as an author, focus on circles one and two more heavily. Ideally, you can find a healthy overlap between these circles that can make you and your readers happy while generating a nice income from your subscription. This phase can be today, and some authors their minds for hours coming up with the perfect tiers. My first piece of advice, tiers are ever perfect. And that's why you get to change them over time after you want. It's better to share something with your reader and get feedback than it is to share nothing because you keep overthinking your benefit. My second piece of advice, it's really fun and beneficial to innovate and get creative, and I encourage you to do so. However, you may not need to reinvent the wheel with your subscription tiers and benefits. Let's look at some popular author subscription business models. Chapter 8, Early Access Models. Early access is when we provide stories to our paid subscribers, readers, before they're released elsewhere. You can do this across formats, with separate tiers for ebooks, audiobooks, and print books. And many authors are already working with this same model in comic books and graphic novels with success. There are many benefits to early access, which we will soon cover. But one underrated one I want to mention up front is garnering beta feedback from your readers. As you provide early access to your biggest fans, you can take their feedback and make your final draft better before you release it onto other platforms, using that content to ultimately recruit more readers into your subscription. Sounds fun, right? But I know what you're thinking. How the heck does early access work? Part one. The early access process. So you start writing your next book, short story, or any piece of story content you want to deliver to your readers. For simplicity's sake, we will chat about this in the context of novels or serialized fiction, but you could theoretically offer early access to blog posts, newsletters, work in progress updates to your readers, and other content as well. Note that it is best practice, especially for authors serializing their fiction on Wattpad, Kindle Bella, and Railroad to end their chapters in cliffhangers to drive readers to your description. Makes them need to read more of your story. And where they will get that is by becoming a paid subscriber, or else they can wait for it. For early access, chapters will typically be offered in a subscription before being offered on other platforms and retailers. For our example, we will consider an early access subscription with chapters being published one month before they are released to other readers on serial fiction platforms. Here's how it goes for our fictional story, which I have set up to release new chapters each Monday and Friday. So on day one, chapter one releases to paid subscribers. On day five, 
chapter two releases to paid subscribers. Then on day eight, the next week now, chapter three releases to paid subscribers. Day 12, chapter four releases to paid subscribers. Day 15, chapter five releases to paid subscribers. Day 19, chapter six releases to paid subscribers. Seeing a pattern? Day 22, chapter seven releases to paid subscribers. Day 26, chapter eight releases to paid subscribers. Day 29, chapter 9 released to paid subscribers. And then day 33, chapter 10 released to paid subscribers. Also, on day 33, very crucially, chapter 1 also releases on serial fiction platforms with the author's note at the end telling people who find and enjoy the chapter that they can read ahead on the subscription platform up to chapter 10. So then on day 36, chapter 11 releases to paid subscribers. And chapter two releases on serial fiction platform with an author's are at the end telling people who find and enjoy the chapter that they can now read up to chapter 11 on your subscription. Then on day 40, chapter 12 releases to paid subscribers and chapter three releases on serial fiction platform with an author's note at the end telling people who find and enjoy the chapter they can read ahead on the subscription platform up to chapter 12. I think you get the idea. You could theoretically follow this early access model for a book with 50 chapters, 500 chapters, or just 10 chapters. And many authors will provide extra early access to readers at higher paying tiers. That might look like readers on tier three paying $15 per month for access to chapters two months ahead of time, whereas paid subscribers of tiers one and two will get early access to chapters one month ahead of time. Okay. Now, part two, early access release schedules. How often should I publish chapters? Release schedules for authors vary quite a bit for early access as well. Some authors release new chapters three to five times per week, which vary from 1,000 to a few thousand words in length, whereas other authors may offer early access to chapters a few times per month, weekly or bi-weekly. Authors like Eve and Ellis release one chapter per month onto their subscription and have found great success with readers. More is not always better in subscriptions. When planning out how many chapters you'd like to publish, it's important to keep your own wellness and sanity in mind. With some authors publishing 10 chapters per week and others publishing one chapter per month, but charging the readers similar amounts per month, it is clear that there are no hard and fast rules. Rather, the best release cadence is the one that you can maintain for the long term. You can also offer early access in a serialized chapter-by-chapter -chapter format for content like audiobooks or comic books and web comics. With the rise of artificial intelligence, narration, authors are able to provide access to ebook chapters and audiobook chapters near concurrently to readers at higher priced tiers. Some authors also simply read aloud their first drafts, and share that on their description, with other authors even live-streaming these readers as an exclusive benefit to their paid subscribers. However, another popular model that also supports our human narrator friends and is often much higher quality in terms of production is releasing audiobook chapters at a similar cadence to ebooks several months after. Here's an example for a fictional story releasing two chapters per week. So on day one, 
Awesome book number one, chapter one in ebook format, releases to ebook tier at ten dollars per month. Then on day five, awesome book number one still, chapter two in ebook format, releases to ebook tier at ten dollars per month. Now we're gonna time travel six months in advance. Our valiant author has now made final edits to the book, which they were offering early access in ebook format. And they've paid and started the production of its audiobook, which the narrator is now finishing and sending chapter by chapter back to the author. In addition, they are now offering early access to another ebook concurrently in the same series. So now we're at day 181. Awesome book number one, chapter one, in audiobook format releases to audiobook tier at $20 per month. At the same time, awesome book number two, chapter one, in ebook format releases to ebook tier at $10 per month. And also to the audiobook tier at $20 per month. On day 185, awesome book number one, chapter two, audiobook format releases to audiobook tier at $20 per month. And the awesome book number two, chapter two, in ebook format releases to ebook tier at $10 per month. And audiobook tier at $20 per month. You get the idea, or maybe not. This is quite challenging. If you want more clarity on what this model could look like for you as you adapt, and change it to your own needs and production timeline slash cadence. You can listen to this interview we did with Little RPG author Michael Chatfield. This three-minute clip has him chatting about how he's doing serialized audio for his paid subscribers. This will be linked in the description below. Many authors, especially Little RPG authors, will then unpublish their early access content, both from serial fiction platforms and their subscription. And at a later date, maybe six months after chapter one initially released in the subscription, publish a complete arc of the story in Kindle as a paid ebook. Authors not publishing on serial fiction platforms, but enrolled in programs like Kindle or wide on other ebook retailers could also follow a similar model. Instead of publishing chapter by chapter on a serial fiction platform, they would simply take all their chapters, publish their subscription, and publish it as a full-length novel, novella, or collection of short stories. Authors on serial fiction sites and ebook retailers in any combination of these models have done tremendously well offering early access. Part three, what if a reader joins my subscription mid-story? One other key question about early access is what happens to readers who join at different times? Meaning, what if a reader joins my subscription on day one, but I have one chapter release and another reader joins on day 90 when I have 20 chapters of my story released? Typically, Reader number one will start with chapter one when they enter the description. As long as they remain subscribed, they will receive updates on your set schedule and renew chapters as they release. Meanwhile, the second reader to join, reader number two, joins your subscription. By default, they will not have access to your most recent chapter, up to chapter 20 in our example, and all prior chapters you've released in that book. In short, when readers join your description, it is most common that they will have access to all prior chapters you've released in that story. Readers can then start at the beginning or only enjoy the chapters they haven't read yet. This is a standard model for most authors who offer early access to their stories with a number of authors on publishing their books after they have offered early access to all chapters and putting it on ebook retailers and can unload it. However, you can also unpublish chapters on your subscription. Exact mechanisms depend on the platform you use after a set window of time, for instance, 30 days. In this scenario, readers would only have access to chapters you release in a specific month. If they remain subscribed for the next month, 
will receive those chapters, but not have access to your back catalog of chapters. If you're curious about how this feels to new readers joining subscription, I recommend you study fellow authors in your genre to see how they are executing early access. Although there are standard models, which we've outlined, there are endless permutations and possibilities for early access. And we'll assuage one fear I see a lot of authors have. If you do give your readers who subscribe on month four access to all chapters in a book you've been serializing up to that point, this strategy actually tends to be more beneficial to all readers rather than less. First and foremost, the strategy simplifies your reader experience and publishing schedule by making benefits clear and concise up front to your audience. For readers who haven't read earlier chapters in the story and are just joining the description, they can catch up without having to worry about starting in the middle. And for readers who are already caught up with your chapters, they can go back to earlier portions of the book to reference scenes and even reread your story. However, I know you might be thinking, Technically, someone could subscribe in month four and get access to all your early chapters and then leave. But the main benefit of early access is know you're, knowing you're getting something first. Readers willing to wait for your books will simply purchase them on ebook retailers or when they become free on serial fiction platforms. And many readers in your subscription will end up purchasing your full price ebook, paperbacks, and audiobooks when they are released to the public. In other words, your biggest fans want to support you. And instead of spending hours trying to figure out how you can stop the small percentage of your fans that may be trying to gain the system, it's probably better to spend that mental bandwidth and time writing more stories. Part four, offering your backlist on your subscription. Some authors also contemplate whether they want to offer their backlist as part of their subscription. This varies a lot based on your broader publication strategy. Some authors choose to make subscriptions the focal point of their business and offer early access to their entire backlist at a specific price point, effectively creating a library card tier for their books. Amelia Rose is just one prominent example of an author who does this. Instead of optimizing for all the cart book sales, Amelia is hoping for new fans to get lost in her backlist, fall in love with her characters and roles, and begin to need more of her stories. That way, they will remain subscribed, and the lifetime value of her reader and the amount of revenue she will generate per reader increases dramatically compared to optimizing for sales on an ebook retailer. Often, this isn't mutually exclusive, as your biggest fans will remain in your subscription and buy your books to be able to review your stories on ebook retailers. However, Amelia is also a wide author with her books. For all this exclusive to it, you are unable to have ebooks in your backlist available both on KU and in your subscription. For Audible, you're unable to offer backlist audiobooks in your subscription and an Audible exclusive program at the same time. Otherwise, there are no restrictions by other retailers and ebook programs for offering backlist content on your subscription. For authors and contracts with publishers and for the Android changing TOS to some platforms. I recommend you do your own research to ensure that your subscription plans best match your broader publication strategy. Now, with all these release chapters and early access, there comes a downside. On most subscription platforms, even your own website, scheduling chapters can be a very time-consuming process and give a poor readability experience for readers. However, on Ream, we make offering early access with one-click import of your manuscript and the ability to schedule dozens of chapters at different dates and tiers for your readers in seconds. 
This ultimately saves you hours of time each month. Part 5. Other Considerations for Early Access With this said, not every author with an early access model offers early access on a chapter-by-chapter basis. Lindsay Baroker offers early access to her books on a per-creation basis. This means that her readers aren't charged a set time interval, but are automatically charged when she delivers them a new book, sometimes several times a year, but not necessarily in a regular or set cadence. With her subscription, new readers get access to her full ebook before it is released on the retailers. Instead of getting it chapter by chapter, they get the finalized and edited version sent to them. When readers subscribe to Lindsay's subscription or other structures like this, they do not pay on a monthly or annual basis, but are annually charged when a new book is delivered. As a prolific multi-six-figure author, this allows Lindsay to easily give her biggest fans early access to her work without them having to go through the annoyance of buying a new book each time she releases one. Instead, their subscription automatically delivers it to them and charges them at the time of release. Many authors who also offer early access to their stories on a chapter-by-chapter basis also include finalized ebook delivery as an extra benefit or perk of a higher price tier. Likewise, authors who also offer their books in other formats, such as audio, in this way as well. For obvious reasons, authors typically offer early access to their print books in one go, meaning they send the completed book at once to their readers instead of chapter by chapter. However, do rule out creating your own serial or zine, especially as a collective of authors, and physically sending out chapters on a weekly or bi-weekly basis to readers. Subscriptions are all about experimentation. Now, hold tight. I'll share some more alternative subscription business models with you. Chapter 9. Other Subscription Models and Rewards First up is the exclusive or bonus content model. These subscription rewards are all about offering exclusive content to your readers. I am wary of recommending this model to new authors without a proven demand for their fiction since creating bonus content that can't be repurposed outside of your fiction won't likely find you new readers in the beginning. For authors further along in their career, creating exclusive content can deepen relationships with your core fans, strengthening your business, and encouraging more fans to enter your worlds through word of mouth. And it can also be a very meaningful revenue stream. Prominent subscription authors like Katie Robert have been immensely successful with this model. Here is a non-exhaustive list of ideas you can offer as bonus content. But before we dive in, a general principle. Bonus content is a way to give your readers already immersed in your story more of what they love. The best people in the world to ask for bonus content ideas are your existing readers. And if you're considering bonus content as a subscription model, it is recommended you have an existing audience to be able to communicate with. Another big picture idea. Bonus content or exclusive content is about merging your fictional world more closely with the real world of your readers. The emerging creator economy, about which I've written an entire book called Creator Economy for Authors, A Guide to the Future of Publishing, is about how creative people online are reshaping the global economy by changing the way consumers buy and consume things. This all goes back to trust. We want to buy and consume things 
from the people we care about. More on that in our next subscription model. Here's the scoop on some bonus content ideas. Diaries, written from the perspective of your main character, alternate endings, deleted scenes, short stories, or novellas from the perspective of a side character. You get the idea. There are endless possibilities here. One word of warning. Offering a bonus epilogue might sound fun, but limiting access to any direct extension of your main storyline could risk angering a portion of your readership. Next up is world-building maps, character bios, backstories on specific organizations or governments in your world, anything that is a deeper window into the lore of your world and your characters. Think of this as your personal wiki and something that your fans can participate in and interact with in real time. Character art or bonus cover art. Not safe for a card is also something you can experiment with if appropriate for your readership. Important notes. One of Reem's co-founders is a steamy romance author, and we proudly support Not Safe for a Card from our authors on the platform. Another option is short story, steamy one-shots, poetry, or other one-off pieces of fiction. Kyra Fox and EJ Frost lead a group of steamy romance authors who collaborate on The Wheel of Smut. Each week they spin the wheel and write a story related to the prompt, working together to grow and cross-promote each other's subscriptions. It's really genius. They have this at the $2 tier as a way to get people in, and then all of their own kind of original fiction is at higher tiers. Amelia Rose also releases a weekly one-shot on her subscription that she uses to test new story ideas before creating full-length novels for her readers. These one-shots are typically 1,000-word short stories. And then authors like Shannon McGuire are able to generate six figures per year through short stories on their subscription. Then there's travel guides to fictional or real-life locations that inspire your books. Imagine sharing top restaurants and cities your readers live in that they can go on dates similar to your main characters. Created a small town romance? You could be your reader's best travel guide ever when they make an adventure to that town. And a bonus just for our audio listeners, recently in a podcast episode with Natalie Keller Reinhardt, she literally told me that people have moved to her area of Florida based on how well she described it in her book. So travel guide could also be like the home buying guide. Cookbooks or recipe guides for your world. Imagine being able to eat the food that your favorite characters ate on a date in the Eiffel Tower or in a bar in a faraway galaxy. You can share cocktails right from your world with step-by-step -step instructions for your readers to create these concoctions for themselves at home. A bonus for this is that food is inherently social. Target the right recipes to your readership and you can actually spread the word about your books. AI chatbots or real people, such as your admins, acting like your characters in your subscription. You can train AI chatbots on platforms like Discord to talk like your characters, or you can create profiles for your characters in your subscription and have them chat with the readers. It's like going to Disney World and meeting Minnie Mouse. We all know Minnie Mouse isn't real, but our stories are very real in the minds of our readers. Book clubs, exclusive book reviews, or any other content focused on creating value for your readers in your subgenre. A whole class of creators has risen to serve readers that I call reading creators. 
They're becoming the booksellers of tomorrow. And many have successful subscriptions, which hundreds of subscribers who receive genre-focused book recommendations and participate in book clubs. Authors can always benefit from this too. Hopefully these have given you some inspiration. The list is far from exhaustive. And if you ever have any ideas to add, we'd love to hear from you in the Subscriptions for Authors Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash subscriptions for authors. Now on to our next subscription model, the physical rewards model. This includes book boxes, merch, etc. This model is all about providing physical goods that you will ship to your readers. Typically, authors have different price points for international and domestic. Postage is always cheaper locally. Depending on what and where you are shipping, pricing and delivery time can vary dramatically. To combat this, authors either charge more for their international shipping tier and clearly label that tier so that domestic readers join the lower price tier and international readers join the higher one. Sometimes to reduce headaches, others avoid international shipping entirely. This is ultimately up to you. Due to changing price points and varying weights of products you will ship, it's hard for us to give any estimates on what pricing will look like for you. In fact, postage rates tend to go up every year. However, with subscriptions, the key thing to know is that in your monthly or annual tier pricing fees should be all-inclusive. This means that any shipping fees and the cost of creating the physical product will be subtracted from your subscription revenue. It is crucial that you do some napkin math to ensure that you maintain healthy margins and account for the occasional refund that may take place if a product gets lost in shipping. Authors also frequently think that they have to deliver physical benefits each month in their subscription. For physical bonuses, it is very common for authors to require readers to be subscribed for a minimum number of months before receiving benefits. And in many cases, those benefits ship quarterly or even annually. Here are some examples of physical goods and rewards you can think about offering to your readers. Signed paperbacks or hardbacks of new releases or signed books from your backlist at your desired cadence. Maybe once per year, four times per year, you get the point. Special editions of your books. These can be collector's editions or special bound editions with exclusive covers. You can also do book boxes that contain other goods, such as bookmarks, custom branded packaging, and maybe a few bonus goodies or surprises. Authors have had tremendous success with these as of late, Nikki St. Crow being a prominent example. You have stickers, pins, t-shirts, or other merchandise connected to your world. Options are limitless here, and polling your readers for feedback is usually a good idea so that they can vote on designs. The beauty of subscriptions is that your readers can continually receive new iterations of merchandise without having to make a conscious decision to pay each time. The recurring payments happen automatically, unless they cancel, of course, but more than that later. Consumer packaged goods, such as chocolates, protein bars, or other food that is easy to ship to readers, i.e. non-perishable. There's also holiday cards, birthday cards, or printed newsletters you can ship to your readers. You can even send them physical postcards connected to your world, maybe with a note on the back written inside by one of your characters. 
You can also do custom miniatures of your characters created by sites like Hero Forge. And as always, this list is non-exhaustive and just a starting point to inspire you. When communicating physical benefits, it is important to be clear and upfront with your readers about how often they can expect benefits and what they will receive by subscribing. And although we will cover pricing more in our next chapter, don't be afraid to charge dozens or even over 100 US dollars per month for physical tiers. If you study what fellow authors charge, they aren't cheap. And that's because getting a personalized subscription box from your favorite author is much more like getting a ticket to attend your theme park. Whereas early access content, which is typically priced from $5 to $25 per month, is more like receiving a cup of coffee. Then there's the CUNY or fan engagement model. This one is exciting. Regardless of whether you make these rewards explicit in your subscription, developing relationships with your fans is something many authors cite as the lifeblood of their subscription business. Here are my biggest tips for developing relationships with your fans on and off your subscription. One, treat them like humans first. Your fans are people and want to feel a sense of belonging and connection to your story worlds. Thank them for supporting you and taking the time to read your work. Just a thank you. Or even liking a fan's post on social media can be way more meaningful than you think. When my favorite author, who is not a New York Times bestseller or traditionally famous, liked one of my tweets, I literally squealed with joy. Readers create parasocial relationships with your characters, not just you or even at all. Parasocial relationships are when readers develop an emotional connection to a character or author that is one-sided. Your readers may love and feel like they know you and your characters. You may not feel as intimately connected to each of your readers individually. Sometimes authors don't like the idea of readers building relationships with them. If that's you, that's what pen names are for. You can craft an author persona that is a character unto itself, a character that your readers can connect with and want to be closer to. And you can also have the literal characters in your books interact with your readers by creating email addresses at which your readers can contact your characters, almost mailing to Santa in the North Pole, except Santa actually responds this time, kind of. Other ideas are the emerging world of VTubing, using increasingly accessible and cheap technology to create virtual representations of your characters. If you're interested in learning more, we dive into that opportunity for authors in this podcast episode called How Your Main Character Can Have 1 Million Followers. Next, you want to set times to engage with your fans. Notifications are stressful. They can take us out of the writing group and feeling like we have a constant pressure to respond to fans can make the entire process of building reader relationships unenjoyable. I recommend setting aside a set time at least once per week to sit down at your computer and respond to messages. Sometimes you won't get to them all, and that's okay. It's a great sign you have such a large fan base. I'm proud of you. For those struggling to get any communication at all from the readers, this next one is for you. Spark discussion in the beginning. You have to put in sweat equity before your community becomes a valuable asset for you and your fans. This means engaging with your readers directly. 
send them questions in your email newsletters. Don't simply make promotional posts on social media, but also make posts that provide value and spark conversation. Leave author's notes at the end of your serial fiction chapters, asking your readers what they think. Every you want to start engaging with your readers. You have to make your audience feel comfortable and safe building close relationships with you and each other before a community can be fostered. The beauty of this is that once you have key relationships formed, new readers will see veteran community members engaging and be more likely to participate. And networks perpetuate themselves. Your readers will build relationships with each other, eventually taking the heavy weight off you. But this can take more time in the beginning than you think. Next is create your community street team. As your community thrives, managing it can become difficult. You will have so many ideas to be able to engage your fans and create more awesome experiences for them. But then there's your latest book that you are behind on. There just isn't enough time in the day. You could hire someone to run your community, but you may already be cash-strapped as it is. And does hiring someone even feel right? That's where your community street team comes in. Uplift a segment of your readers and empower them with status and control in your community, whether it exists on Facebook, Discord, or inside a platform like Rain. Yes, we allow authors to have an exclusive community of their paid subscribers. They can help to approve new posts in the digital community, host live streams and fan events, moderate any comments, and ensure that the overall discussion stays on track. Treat these fans like gold, send them exclusive t-shirts, grandfather them into exclusive benefits on your subscription. Anything to keep them happy and feeling special. Be yourself, prick the haters. Not everyone will love your books. Not everyone will love your community. That's okay. They all know where the door is. It's your job to create a space that just a few hundred to a few thousand fans love. Any more than that is incredible, but not necessary in order to pay the bills. Although, I'm rooting for you. Your comfort and security matter most. Building relationships with your readers does not mean communicating with every reader. There are lots of groups in the world, and regardless of what genre you write, there's a high probability that at least one of your readers might not be your style. You don't have to respond to anyone that makes you feel uncomfortable, and you have the right and responsibility to moderate and regulate any negative comments in your broader community. This does not mean responding to negative reviews. That's generally a poor idea. What this does mean is that if people are being rude or distasteful, ban them from your digital platforms. If you use Ream for a subscription, we have features built in to help you create a safe, secure space for you and your readers. These principles will help you no matter which platform you use. In fact, these even help during in-person signings. With strong reader relationships forming the core of your business, you will be in great shape to have a successful subscription and continue nurturing those relationships further. Now, here are some specific ways you can bundle fan and community engagement as subscription rewards. Exclusive community. This is a space where only paid subscribers can connect and communicate with one another and you. Many successful subscriptions have this alone as one of their primary benefits. You can use platforms like Discord or Facebook groups and gate access to only paid subscribers. Or on platforms like Green, 
We have a Facebook group-like community feature built in so that your readers can experience your stories in a social e-reader and communicate with each other in an immersive forum thread-based community all in one platform. Then there's live streams and one-time events. These are great ways to create regular events that engage your readers and offer exclusive access to paid subscribers. Examples are virtual book launch parties, reading aloud portions of your books, virtual cosplay events for your readers, book club meetings, and so much more. Then there's exclusive video blogs or updates on your life or none of your characters. If they are videos, these can be posted to platforms like Vimeo, YouTube, or Wistia and made private to just members of your subscription. Readers love getting to know more about your life or that of your characters. You can pull the curtains back in your writing process, share photos from a recent location scouting trip. The options are limitless. Polls and voting power in your story worlds. This is a very popular reward for authors to offer at higher price tiers as a way to have extra power and status in their community. These polls can vote on everything from new book covers to character names, new series ideas, and anything else in your creative process you'd like to give your fans a bit of participation. Of course, you as the author get the final say. And there's fan and reader donations. This is a tier benefit I'm throwing in here because it is often overlooked. Sometimes your readers just want to support you, and you can add a section for your readers to leave you tips or show extra appreciation. You'd be surprised how many actually do this. Hopefully this serves as a good starting point for the many ways you can offer high-level engagement and community to your fans. Next up is the services model. This is a model most prominently used by nonfiction authors, but fiction authors can also benefit from offering services to their fans. Here are some examples. Reader gets a story written for them for their birthday or personalized note from a character in your story. Songfish is a startup that helps musicians make tens of millions of dollars per year through a similar service for music. Mention of the reader in the acknowledgement or other special recognition inside your story or community. This is what I call status as a service. It's an immensely powerful psychological tool you can use to provide your readers value and generate revenue in return. Christopher Hopper does this by offering his readers who subscribe at certain tiers access to an exclusive dinner at his annual reader conference. Private calls with your readers. This, of course, only works if you're comfortable with this sort of thing, but could be thought of as a virtual fan meetup. In addition, you could offer consulting services tied to your genre or expertise. Science fiction authors such as Elliot Pepper, who also has a subscription, generate revenue by consulting for technology companies. These interactions can also extend to services such as flying out to your readers and physically delivering them signed books, as Dakota Kraut infamously has on his $1,000 tier. Of course, there are plenty more ideas beyond those mentioned here. The above are just starting points and models we have seen authors successfully utilize before. Usually, it is best practice to limit the number of your members in a service offering tier so as not to overload your ability to deliver. If all you do is focus on services, you won't be building more of your intellectual property, the assets, i.e. stories, that keep your business thriving over the long. Lastly, is hybrid models. It can be tempting to think your subscription has to follow a singular model in order to be successful. 
most successful subscription authors operate across multiple models by offering bonus content, fan services and engagement, and physical content in addition to early access. There's one huge caveat. Trying to offer all rewards in every subscription model is a sure way to create mountains of stress for you and confusion for your readers. The key is choosing which model rewards are right for you and evolving your offerings over time. Here's how you can do that. Choosing which model is right for you. It may be tempting to experiment with each of these models at the same time, but this is generally bad practice. It is best to focus on one model or a few select benefits that you can consistently deliver to your readers as you are starting your subscription. Remember the advice from Amelia Rose to under-promise and over-deliver? By giving yourself a million different ideas to execute with limited resources, only increase your odds of over-promising and over-delivering. You only increase your odds of over-promising and under-delivering. This quickly damages trust your readers and not only can hurt your subscription business, but also your prize relationships with your biggest fans. So starting small and focused is key. But how do we decide what to start with? In order to simplify this process, I recommend starting with the basics. Contrary to popular belief, having a small base of readers or just starting as an author can be an advantage to starting a subscription. Although most subscription platforms will not help you find your readers, they help you to nurture existing relationships with your core superfans who can help spread your platform through word of mouth. It's way easier to build personal relationships with your readers when you have five readers in your subscription rather than 500. As a result, try not to overthink what you can give these super fans, whether you have one or 1,000. Your readers love your books, so give them more. Early access and limited bonus content are the two models that perform best for most authors operating under the subscription model. In time, as you get feedback from your readers, you can add more tiers with additional benefits at different price points. If you have a larger existing audience, pull them to find out what they want instead of trying to guess. If they have a clear favorite or something they want to see, then that's a great sign to try it. The beauty of subscriptions is that experimentation and iteration are rewarded. But running too many experiments at once turns you into a mad scientist instead of the grounded, happy creative we are all striving to be. Focus is essential, but don't be afraid to take creative risks and try new things that seek to add additional value to your readers. Remember, it's always readers first. Chapter 10, pricing your subscription. This chapter gets into the weeds of pricing your subscription. To begin, let me share five simple takeaways that everyone should remember when pricing their subscription. Number one, charging $1 for your tiers may be disadvantageous because a large portion of revenue will go to payment processing. This is why I recommend starting with $5 or higher tiers. Payment processing fees are a minimum of 30 cents per transaction. Number two, each tier is for a different segment of your readership. Not every tier needs to be affordable or attractive to all of your readers. Number three, you must make your subscription tiers profitable and worth your time. Don't be afraid to up your prices to account for the value of your own time. Number four, as storytellers, we create tons of intangible value for our readers. We almost always 
of an instinct to undervalue ourselves. That uncomfortable feeling in your gut telling you to price higher is probably right. Number five, a small portion of your readers becoming paid members of your subscription can still be a very valuable revenue stream for your author business. Bonus tip, remember that your super fans do want to support you. Not everyone can do so financially, but your true fans will show up when it matters. It's depth over number of relationships. Passion inspired in your readers over total number of people reach. Now remember that as we dive into the depths of subscription pricing. The trick in pricing your subscription is not to underprice yourself and to price according to specific segments of your reader's willingness to pay. In the current way of doing things, if you're only selling ebooks, print books, and audiobooks a la carte, all of your readers pay the same amount. This requires authors to price their books so they are attractive to all consumers, including readers on both ends of the spectrum. Super fans with a high willingness to pay more and those who are brand new to our books and have no idea who we are. Of course, indie authors have capitalized on running price promotions and running first books in series at a low price. But what about for the people who love your work and want more of it? For subscriptions, readers at higher price tiers typically retain benefits of lower price tiers, meaning that if someone signs up to tier five, which contains benefits for side airbags a few times a year, they also could expect to receive the benefits in tiers one through four, which may contain rewards like early access. This means that you get to stack value and rewards to your readers at increasing price point, making your subscription experience even better for your readers. In addition, you can also have lower price tiers in addition to higher price ones. It is true that not every one of your existing readers can afford or wants to support you at $5 per month for benefits like early access to your content. But if 5% or 50 out of every thousand of your readers joins your subscription at $5 per month, you will generate roughly $2,500 per year after payment fees and platform fees. This is equivalent to half a million pages read and can unlimited from just 50 readers at $5 per month. So now that we know a bit of the math behind pricing for subscription revenue, we can dive into even more of the mechanics. One very important thing to know. Unlike eBooks, changing the price of subscription is difficult. After all, if readers agree to a specific price point, they want to know that will continue to be their monthly charge. Most successful authors offer anywhere between $5 and $20 per month for early access to their upcoming works to their readers. And many have thousands of readers paying them per month. On the other hand, some authors charge more than $100 for some tiers. This means readers pay over $100 each per month for their favorite authors. In these instances, they are often getting fizzle goods, such as merchandise and books, or exclusive benefits, such as having a character named after them or mentioned in the acknowledgement of the next release. Another key concept with pricing or subscriptions is a psychological phenomenon of price anchoring. Amazon does this on your product pages by having the audiobook and print book priced directly next to the eBooks. Price anchoring helps consumers feel like they are getting more value. If they're going for the cheapest option, 
If they're going for the cheapest option or lowest tier, now it feels like an even better deal when compared to higher price tiers. With all this said, an author subscriptions typically pricing ads in whole numbers. So $5 or $10 instead of $9.99. When it comes to deciding exactly what your whole number should be for the specific tier and benefits, and it's very natural for authors to underprice themselves in the beginning. However, don't be afraid to price yourself uncomfortably high. Most of the time, it won't feel that way to the segment of your readers you are targeting. Try to resist the pressure to pack your tears with endless rewards that you will stress about fulfilling. How do you know when you are offering too many rewards? How do I really know if my subscription is too high or too low at price? If most authors actually underprice subscriptions, looking to the market for a signal on what makes sense for readers and specific business isn't the best answer. Instead, we're going to turn to some math. I know, you are ready to close your laptop and scream, but bear with me, because the math we are about to do is the most important math you will ever do in your life as a subscription author. And we have a handy spreadsheet calculator to help you on our Ream website. It's how you keep your subscription alive. In order to determine the pricing of our tiers, we first have to determine the capital that will need to be invested into each tier to produce those rewards, how that capital changes with scale, and what margin we want on top of that invested capital and the amount that a reader pays in order for us to generate a healthy profit as a business. Here's the ultimate series of equations we'll be using. If you've gone to business school or done financial analysis, if you've gone to business school or done some financial analysis yourself, you will recognize some key similarities and differences in these analyses compared to what you have most likely used in the past. If you'd like to access a spreadsheet that helps you calculate your subscription pricing without the headaches, you can download it here at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash subscription dash pricing dash calculator. Pricing equation one, total revenue per reader. This is the price a reader pays for a subscription tier, aka the gross revenue, minus the payment processing fees, minus subscription platform and software fees. And this will equal the total revenue per reader. Pricing equation two, tier expenses per reader. This is cost of goods sold, if applicable, plus shipping, if applicable, plus labor expenses. This equals our tier expenses per reader. Pricing equation three is profit per reader. We want to take the total revenue per reader from our first equation and subtract it from the tier expense per reader from our second equation. This gives us our profit per reader. And pricing equation four is our profit margin. We want to take the profit per reader and divide that by the list price, the total price a reader pays for your subscription. And this equals our percent profit margin. I feel like I'm going to cry after saying that. It's so beautiful, but so disgusting. We have to break this down and tackle this together. Let's take it one equation at a time. Analysis of pricing equation one. Total revenue per reader. So this is the price a reader pays for a subscription tier minus the payment processing fees minus subscription platform and software fees. And this equals the total revenue per reader. Taking it item by item, we first have to determine the price a reader's pays for a subscription tier. This is self-explanatory and is inclusive 
of what you are charging for the tier. So if your tier is priced at $10 USD, then this value would be $10 for our calculation. Now into payment processing. A few key things to know about payment processing fees are that they are unavoidable on digital subscriptions. Unless you accept cash as payment, issuing banks and credit card companies have set rates they charge for each transaction. The good news is that these rates are predictable, almost always hovering around a standard 2.9% plus 30 cents for every transaction with an extra 1% or so tacked on for international currency conversions. This means that every transaction, regardless of whether it's $100 or $1, will have a 30 cents fee subtracted from your final revenue, regardless of the platform you use or where your reader lives in the world. This is just the cost of doing business. It's why Amazon and other ebook retailers only offer a 35% royalty rate for 99 cents books. They can't avoid these fees either. What this means for you is that by having subscriptions priced at least $5 per month or higher, you will increase your total revenue as a proportion of gross revenue. At $1 per month, your total revenue before expenses will be closer to 60%. Whereas at $5 per month, your take-home rate will be over 80%, with roughly 10% of that going to payment processing fees between 43 and 47 cents. But where does the other 10% go? This is where the subscription platform fees come in. Fees vary depending on what platform you use. And sometimes platforms charge a set monthly fee instead of a transaction percentage. These fees are constantly changing and many platforms have hiked their rates and monthly fees in recent months. I've seen authors spend several thousand dollars out of pocket on annual software fees. While other authors generate thousands of dollars per month in subscription revenue effectively pay thousands of dollars per year to use a particular service. Ultimately, how you deliver your subscription is your choice and topic we cover in depth in the next chapter. For now, what I will say is that if we think about this from an economic perspective, the key question to ask yourself is what software and partner platforms will add the most value to your business? If a platform that charges a 10% rate of your revenue can increase reader retention by 10% due to an easy-to-use interface, help you generate more revenue through features such as upselling existing subscribers to higher tiers, and save you 10% or more time running this business model. Then the software can effectively pay for itself and then some. However, not all platforms and software are created equal. And depending on your unique year and depending on your unique needs for your publishing business and readers, you may decide one path is better than the other. The beauty is that you can always migrate your readers to other platforms if you choose to do so. On every platform, you have access to your readers' emails. And on platforms like Ream, you can also export your encrypted reader payment information if you choose our direct integration, which is a rarity among subscription platforms and part of our commitment of putting authors first. This makes switching between platforms much easier. Subscription migration and its nuances are a more advanced topic that we won't cover in depth in this starter guide. However, if you ever want to migrate to Ream, our concierge team is always there to help you for free. Just contact us at contact at Pricing equation two, tier expenses per reader. So as we remember, this is the cost of goods sold if applicable, plus shipping if applicable. These two things probably won't be applicable for digital goods, plus labor expenses. And this equals the tier expense per reader. 
I love this equation, and let me tell you why. It's way more magical than you think. Labor expenses and cost of goods, depending on your tier awards, can experience inverse relationships. Let us explore. So cost of goods sold is how much it costs you to deliver the rewards in a subscription. For digital goods, this cost is near nothing. On platforms like Ream, it is inclusive with the percentage of the platform's fees. However, sometimes authors utilize paid software to deliver ebook and audiobooks to readers, especially in subscription platforms not optimized for readers. This becomes part of the cost of goods sold, or COGS for that tier. Other times, authors hire designers or other contractors to produce bonus art and content for the readers as part of their subscription. For this kind of one-time expense, your COG scales inversely with the number of readers you have in your subscription. Let me say that again. For this kind of one-time expense, your COG scale inversely with the number of readers you have in your subscription. This means for the one-time cost to create content, that is marginal distribution and replication costs. Having 100 people on your subscription can greatly increase your profit margins compared to having 10 people. It's no surprise that bigger is better. Not only does revenue go up, but often profit margins increase too. The key here isn't to pout if you don't have 100 subscribers. It's developing a sustainable pricing scheme that can work at both 10 subscribers and scale to 100 subscribers and beyond so that you can stay in the subscription game long enough to see real growth and community form. For digital rewards, your COGS will likely be very minimal, if not next to nothing. However, for physical rewards like merchandise or printed books, cost of goods sold can be hefty. It is essential to know what your COGS is and how it scales with quantity. Meaning if you print a thousand books at an offset printer, how does that change your COGS per reader versus POD for one book? When delivering physical rewards, you will also have to take into account shipping costs. This can add up, especially for international shipping. Given that this is a starter guide, we won't cover all the nuances of international shipping. But the key thing to remember is to include this in your tier expenses. And breaking domestic and international shipping costs out is precisely why so many subscription authors have separate tiers for domestic and international readers when offering physical goods. The last part of this equation is labor expenses. This is often overlooked, but it's critically important. The key with labor expenses is putting a price per hour on your time. If you have a tier with signed books and personalized book boxes, you need to not only account for the cost of physical goods, but the amount of time it will take you and maybe your family or small team to help you with it. One common mistake authors make is undervaluing even their time per hour. Many writers think, I'd be happy to get paid anything to write. Even $10 an hour sounds great. But in order to make this sustainable, you really need to make this worth your time so you can put the care and attention into each order that you readers deserve. If you decide your time is worth $25 USD per hour and each subscription box takes you roughly 12 minutes to sign, pack, and ship on average, then your labor expense per reader for said tier is $5. I got this by doing 60 minutes divided by 12. That equals 5. And if we had $25 per hour divided by 5, that gives us $5 per reader. For bonus and exclusive content, your labor expense is the time it takes you to produce each chapter. The beauty and curse of bonus content is that this labor expense is a force multiplier. Whether you have 1 or 1,000 readers in your subscription, 
it stays largely the same. However, determining this number will allow you to understand how many readers you need in an exclusive content tier to break even on your time and truly make it worthwhile. The question to ask yourself here is, what is one hour of your writing time worth? Again, using $25 per hour as our example, let's say it takes you two hours to write the bonus content every month. That's $50 a month in cost. If you have 10 subscribers, it costs $5 per subscribers to deliver that content. 100 divided by 20 equals five. But that same content only costs $1 per subscriber at 50 subscribers because 50 divided by 50 equals one. And it only costs 10 cents at 500 subscribers. The last thing to think about in terms of labor expenses is the time you spend interacting with readers, doing digital events, or things of the sort. It can feel odd to put a price tag on this time, but if you can't justify interacting with your readers as part of your business model and the pricing of your tiers, you are setting yourself up to one day not prioritize it and damage your subscription as a result. Once you determine all the different forms of labor that go into producing the rewards for a specific tier and the rates you apply to them, you can determine your total labor expenses and add that with COGS and shipping, if applicable, to get your total tier expense. Now we're on to pricing equation three, profit per reader. So this is going to be the total revenue per reader minus the tier expense per reader. And this will equal our profit per reader. This equation is our simplest yet. Hooray, it's time to take our result from equation two, total revenue per reader, and subtract it from our result from equation one, tier expense per reader. This results in your profit per reader. If this number is negative, you either need to adjust your pricing or your expenses, but don't be fooled. The right way to do this is not by knocking down your hourly wage to the point of paying yourself an unlivable wage. Ultimately, you must adjust the amount of labor and cogs you're putting into your tier, usually by adjusting the rewards you're offering. By pulling on these two levers, tier pricing and tier expenses, you can generate a positive profit per reader. But how much profit should we generate per reader? That's what our next equation is for. That's pricing equation four, profit margin. Profit per reader divided by price per reader pays for subscription equals our percent profit margin. Your percent profit margin is your holy metric. This percent profit margin will likely adjust with the scale of your subscription, hopefully increasing with the more readers you have in your subscription. What percent profit margin is healthy for you and your publishing business depends on a multitude of factors. It's tempting for some authors, especially in earlier stages of their career, to bring their profit margin down to zero. After all, we already paid ourselves for our time spent on subscription and the labor expenses. Why do we need profit on top of that? Wrong. Sorry, maybe that was harsh. But to be blunt, you need to profit for this. In the long run, you might not be the one who is actually doing the labor in your business. You may hire out contractors to deliver book boxes and manage your communication. Community managers are one of the fastest growing jobs in the creator economy. And one day, when we all go to Storyland and pull out, and one day, when we all go to Storyland forever, it's important that we can pass down our subscription as an asset to our estate. Had you built a business that can be run sustainably and profitably by your heirs? What if a publishing company wanted to acquire subscription as an asset, just like they buy out backlists from authors? Would the math work out for them? Of course, you change your tier pricing over time and your tier structure. The math of these equations will evolve over years and decades as will the value of your labor and expenses such as your COGS. What won't ever change is that if this equation is broken at any point of your business, 
you will be in hot water. I recommend leaving a bare minimum 20% profit margin no matter the stage of your career or the specific tier. You might realize that your pricing is higher than you thought after running the above calculations. But this is only pricing your books more fairly aligned with the value you're producing. And for the authors who are using similar calculations to price their subscriptions, they aren't seeing a decrease in reader signups, but instead an increase in their ability to invest into creating an amazing experience for their readers. Remember, it's readers first always. And by putting profit first in your business calculations, you're enabling yourself to be able to sustainably create and manage your subscription for the long haul. Of course, a 20% profit margin is just a starting point. To average 40 or 50% profit margins across all your tiers is a healthy and decent target. And 50% plus for an author with just a couple dozen to a couple hundred subscribers is a great goal. For authors with thousands of subscribers, especially in digital content tiers that offer rewards like early access, seeing 80% plus profit margins for these tiers is not abnormal. In fact, it's desired. Again, your margins and your mileage may vary. At the end of the day, I am not one to tell you how to run your business and what comfort levels are right for you. But these numbers and equations will keep you from lying to yourself. And as storytellers, we could sometimes do this. Trust me, I know from experience in the trenches of Facebook ads. When actually performing these calculations, I recommend keeping your pricing at even intervals. Although it's nice to hit a goal metric for profit margin, literally optimizing for that to the decimal point could result in weird pricing points, such as 37.64. In that situation, it's probably good to just round up to $40 and call it a day. If all these equations and analysis overwhelms you, don't worry. It's overwhelming for me too. It's why we created this subscription pricing calculator at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash subscription slash pricing calculator. To make use of it, just open the spreadsheet and type in the amount you are thinking of charging, your desired subscriber number, and expected expenses. Based on the results, you can continue adjusting your prices and other inputs until you have a pricing formula that works for you and your business. Now, before we officially move on to setting up your subscription, I want to remind you that the biggest factor in subscription success is trust. Most often, reader trust comes with time and consistency. Don't overpromise in your subscription, or else you may find yourself slipping on rewards and damaging valuable relationships with subscribers who could potentially generate you hundreds or even thousands of dollars over the course of a lifetime per reader. Monthly pricing schemes are also far from the only pricing models you have to choose from as a subscription author. You can also enable readers to pick from annual subscription plans and offer them a slight discount for paying for a year membership up front. On Ream, we are even working on going live with lifetime memberships. This pricing scheme can work surprisingly well. For example, the Breaking Points YouTube show and podcast saw 2.5% of their 10,000 paid subscribers choose their $1,500 lifetime subscription option, generating hundreds of thousands in upfront revenue from that segment of their fans. If you want to see how fellow fiction authors price their subscriptions, then check out our Top Fiction Authors and Subscriptions Report at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash top fiction authors in subscriptions that shares some aggregated data to help you even further with pricing your subscription. Chapter 11, setting up your subscription. Now that we are beginning to have our subscription offering planned out along with our tiers and pricing, we can begin thinking about setting up our subscription. But how and where do we do that? 
many authors in order to optimize for the reader's experience and their ability to create the best possible subscription choose to host it on subscription platforms. The benefits of platforms is that they offload most of the technical work in exchange for a share of the revenue you make from your subscription, usually around 10% plus payment processing fees. Here are subscription platforms you could consider hosting on. Patreon. This is the biggest subscription platform for creatives at the time of writing. Pros include that it has a high brand recognition. However, downsides include a lack of an e-reader, strict content guidelines for romance authors, and a platform built mostly for video creators and podcasters with limited discovery capabilities for authors. Rain. This is the only subscription platform built by fiction authors for fiction authors. It has a social e-reader on site for your readers to interact within, a publishing schedule that saves you hours of management time per month, and an author and reader-friendly interface. We are also friendly to romance authors. The senior romance author, Amelia Rose, is one of our co-founders. Full disclosure, as a co-founder of this company, I am biased, so I encourage you to explore all options that may work for you. Substack. This is a subscription platform for newsletter writers and journalists. However, some fiction authors have been known to use it too. Ko-Fi, a subscription and fan donation platform. It lacks some of the features of Patreon, but it has a simple interface. It's designed for all creators, so it is inclusive of artists, musicians, video creators, and writers. Buy Me A Coffee, another popular fan donation platform for all creators across content format. It has a streamlined interface, and although not optimized for reading books on the platform, it is another secure space to set up and accept subscription payments. Other sites include Subscribestar, FanHouse, Ghost, Kajabi, and too many more to list. Just like retailers and serial fiction platforms, there are lots of them, but the ones listed above are the most reputable ones. Your own website you can host your subscription through WordPress or other hosting providers and use plugins such as Stripe and PayPal to accept subscription payment. The downside to this option is that this can cost you hundreds or even thousands of dollars out of pocket and software per year in addition to payment processing fees. It can also be time-consuming and technically difficult. The upside is that you can have full control over branding and may be able to add additional bells and whistles to the reader experience. Once you choose a specific subscription platform or your own website, it's time to actually create your subscription. This is where you can input overall header images that brand your subscription and craft the copy for each tier. The trick is to keep any copy short, but full of emotion and love. You're speaking to your fans here, so don't be afraid to title your tiers with unique names. In fact, in a recent analysis, 18 of 19 authors with over 2,000 readers paying them monthly use unique branding for their tiers instead of generic names like Tier 1 or Tier 2. For example, of hundreds of authors with subscriptions and how they write their copy, check out our top authors and subscriptions list at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash category slash resources. In addition, we give a detailed step-by-step -step guide on setting up your subscription using the minimum viable subscription framework inside the six-figure subscription author accelerator. Amelia Rose, a six-figure subscription author for the last three years, also reveals the inside secrets on how she's start and scaled her subscription business. You can learn more about this incredible accelerator at learn.subscriptionsforauthors.com. Chapter 12, The Basics of Subscription Marketing. Many authors think that they have to launch a subscription with fanfare, but the difference between subscription marketing and transactional marketing is that transactions rely on the product reveal or launch, and subscription marketing relies on constant iteration. The good news is that 
This takes the pressure off needing a big launch. This often means that subscriptions can have steady, gradual growth. In addition, when promoting your subscription, it's important to think about the reader's journey. Readers who don't know who you are, i.e. a cold audience, are unlikely to trust you enough to enter a subscription membership. Subscriptions then are a great place to bring warm audiences or fans who have already experienced a bit of your work. When marketing your subscription, think about adding a call to action in your newsletters after sharing some teaser chapters that exist for a book you are offering early access to. Or you can put a link to your subscriptions using a URL or QR code for print editions inside of the books that you write. An amazing example is how Christopher Hopper shares with his readers about his subscription at the end of his sci-fi novel, Imperium Descent, Volume 2. His character breaks the fourth wall to entice his readers to follow his story where an exclusive bonus chapter exists on his subscription. In general, follow these rules when promoting your subscription. 1. Focus on retaining existing readers and subscribers. Your existing fans are the best avenue for bringing new fans in. Plus, it's far easier to generate more revenue from an existing subscriber than having to constantly recruit new ones. Number two, focus on recruiting super fans over new fans to your subscription. Although promoting for subscriptions can work on social media, sharing it in your Facebook group, newsletter, or mailing list, or at the end of an existing book, is likely to reach readers who already trust you and are more likely to subscribe. Use the feedback your subscribers give you on earlier drafts of your work to make your books better before publishing them on ebook retailers such as Amazon. Just as we will have trouble being successful authors, if readers read one of our books and don't want to read any more books we write, it will also be difficult to build a successful subscription if readers stay for one month and unsubscribe in the second. Unsubscribing is normal though, and it doesn't always happen for the reasons you think. Many times readers have financial struggles or they have a specific subscription budget allocated each month that they rotate between their favorite authors. So although it is crucial to have people love your subscription and want to stay a part of it, when people leave it doesn't mean that your subscription is bad or even that your fans don't love you. Money does not equal super fans. It's just as important to show your appreciation and create experiences for fans who share their love for your stories in other ways. Maybe a reader can't afford an extra expense a month, but is more than happy to shout about your books in their favorite reader Facebook groups. This is why having your newsletter, a Facebook group, or other free community that readers can access is essential. On Ream, we want to be the home for you to connect directly with your readers and build an amazing membership community for your fans both readers who pay you monthly and those who do not, free members and paid members. That's why we have created the ability for authors to post chapters to a public tier where anyone can view it. We also allow authors to have their own community of readers in the platform for both paying and non-paying members. And with all this said, I know what you're thinking. When should I be worried about my unsubscribe rates? What percent of my readers unsubscribing in a given month is considered normal? On analytic sites like Graftrion, most authors have between a 5 to 12% monthly unsubscribe rate. What does that mean for you? 
90 to 95% month over month retention for your total subscriber base is a good benchmark. Retention is what portion of an audience segment remains subscribed to a recurring payment over a period of time. Anything higher than 95% retention is fantastic, but don't be alarmed if it is a bit lower some months. At the scale of most author subscriptions, these numbers can vary more each month than with Netflix, with hundreds of millions of subscribers and more established retention rate. It is also very common for readers to unsubscribe and then rescribe again towards the end of the next month when they decide they want to continue having access to your stories. I've observed this anecdotally, but I'm excited to release more findings in this as we grow and continue launching Re. The good news is that when someone unsubscribes, they aren't refunded what they have already paid you, but instead cancel future payments to you. This explains why readers will pay you up front for a month, but then unsubscribe so that they don't pay you for future months unless they know they want it. Most readers do not exhibit this specific subscription behavior, but I've seen it enough to warrant mentioning it. Taking all these learnings into account, just remember that keeping readers happy and building lifetime subscribers at the highest possible rate is what separates career authors from those who struggle. Chapter 13, launching your subscription. I know what you're thinking after that last chapter. All of that might sound fine and dandy, but I need to know, how can I specifically promote my subscription? Marketing your subscription is intimately tied to your business model and the rewards you offer on your subscription. We will cover a bit more in our final chapter where subscriptions fit into our larger publishing business as authors. But for now, know that marketing your subscription is part of your broader marketing apparatus to find and nurture readers that we covered in the last chapter. And you typically find readers on serial fiction platforms, then having CTAs at the end of your stories to bring people for early access to your subscriptions is likely a strong strategy. If you have a strong mailing list, put that asset to work and let your readers know about your subscription. If you are great at creating content on TikTok, then you can always mention your subscription there. Do you have a readership who listens to audiobooks or purchases your books from retailers? Mentioning your subscription in your back matter could be very effective. But we are getting ahead of ourselves. Although there are plenty of ways to get creative, innovate with marketing your subscription, here are five steps you can take when getting ready to launch to improve your chances of success. Step one, the pre-launch. Our goal is to survey demand and prime your readers for the upcoming launch of your subscription. To do this, you have to first figure out where you have connections to your readers. I recommend creating a map where you can have direct connections to your readers through email, your mailing list, and social platforms. With these connections, map out which nodes, Instagram, Facebook, and your mailing list as examples, have the highest portion of your superfans. These are all estimates, but this can help you create expectations for each node and gauge response rate based on that. To have even a few readers respond that they'd be interested in a subscription is a great sign. A majority of interested readers will not take the time to explicitly email you and share their excitement about your subscription, even if they feel it. Once you know all the places you have to communicate with your readers, then begin to pull them to see if they want a subscription, what they want to see in it, and why you are thinking about launching. I recommend taking the top three to five reward ideas 
that you have and seeing which ones spark your reader's interest the most. Then double down and give them what they want. If you don't have any subscribers yet, if you don't have any readers yet, don't worry. Plenty of authors launch a subscription in the beginning of their careers. And as I've mentioned, it can actually be an advantage to be starting out with a smaller base of readers. Thus, instead of figuring out where to communicate with your readers, you should plan out how readers can funnel into your story worlds to begin garnering trust with you and building desires for your stories and characters. In addition, for veteran and rising authors alike, asking feedback from fellow authors, creative professionals, and entrepreneurs about your subscription can be very helpful. Luckily, we created a place for you where you can post screenshots of your tiers and ask for feedback and help from a group of over 2,000 subscription authors and counting. You can join our community for free here at facebook.com slash group slash subscriptions for authors. Step two is the beta launch. And this is optional, but the goal here is to invite early readers into your subscription to see if they like the platform and benefits so you can tweak it before your official launch announcement. After you have surveyed and primed your existing audience, you may be ready to tell the entire world. However, it's best practice to first do a secret beta launch to your absolute super fans. Make sure they like it and feel like they want to stay. This helps build up hype and social proof for when you go live, officially with your entire audience. Step three is the hard launch. The goal here is to share your subscription with your existing readership and get readers to begin joining. This time, use the same channels of emails and socials you used to pull, but direct them to your subscription to join. Anecdotally, I've seen that it usually takes a solid month to get people to convert to your subscription, even out of your core audience. To have anywhere between 2 to 5% of your mailing list on your subscription in the first 30 days is a really strong launch. Closer to 0.5 to 1% tends to be a bit more realistic from my conversations with dozens of authors. However, this depends largely on the quality of your list. Here are some elements of the subscription launch checklist that can help you to create the best possible launch. One is create a launch bonus to create an urgency to join within the first 30 days. Maybe you limit a tier to only 100 members or whatever scale makes sense for you to generate hype around a specific exclusive time-bound benefit. Maybe you send out pins or stickers to early members. Possibilities are limitless here. Make your worlds and stories the center of your subscription. It's tempting to post a picture with a call to action and immediately direct readers to your subscription paywall. But instead, you should get them excited about what's inside of your subscription. Are you offering early access to your latest book inside your subscription? If the first 10 chapters are on your subscription already, maybe share the first three with your readers and end it in a cliffhanger to encourage them to keep reading. In order to do that, they will have to become a subscriber. Connect with your readers individually and inside your existing community spaces. Instead of DMing readers a link to your subscriptions, continue maintaining relationships with them by responding to their emails and doing what you can to make them feel heard. And these further communications will be subconscious reminders for them to join your membership. Furthermore, engaging with readers in your public community, such as a Facebook group, can be a great way to engage potential new subscribers and a great place to share the word about your subscription. Next is to share your subscription in four waves during your launch month. Wave one is before your subscription has launched, prime your readers by sharing with them a teaser of what will be inside, maybe by dropping your first chapter of a story you'll be offering early access to. You can share with them why you are starting a subscription 
and how it will benefit your community. Wave two is launch day. Unlike books released on an ebook store, you do not need to set a specific predetermined date for your subscription to go live. Nevertheless, it helps to build up hype around your subscription, pick a specific date you will mention to your readers. Lead with relationships and value here first rather than just dropping readers a link to a new site and expecting them to start now making monthly payments to you. Wave three is to track the opens and clicks on emails you send out about your subscription and see if you can utilize other methods, such as short links to track link clicks from other platforms. Double down the most effective channels for reaching your superfans by creating more content that gets them excited about what's inside your subscription and nurturing trust. You can also send emails to segments of your mailing list, such as those who didn't open or those who clicked but didn't subscribe. This requires making a new segment of subscribers in your mailing list. Wave four is the last major push. This wave four is the last major push. This is far from the end of marketing your subscription, but this is a time when you will analyze how your launch has gone so far. Double down on messaging that has worked, and if needed, try a different approach to share your subscription with readers. This will typically be around week four in your launch month. It could consist of a video of you talking to readers about your subscription or thanking readers who have signed up and sharing the impact it has already had in your life. Ultimately, the right approach will come down to the relationship you have cultivated with your readers and how you can further be authentic to that. Now, the final step here is post-launch marketing. Now that your subscription is launched, we are in the post-launch phase. The keys here are to plant links to your subscriptions in places that readers who already have trust in you would likely hang out. Maybe it's a call to action at the end of your book about a bonus scene in your subscription. Maybe it's a line at the end of chapters and serials and other sites saying you can read ahead in a subscription. Or you could send out newsletters written from character POVs or point of views, inviting people further into your story world. Just like Disney World is an extension of the company's intellectual property, subscriptions are an extension of your existing brand. So how can you invite readers into it in a way that feels natural? Look at how Disney promotes their theme park with commercials between their shows that advertise the rides for their shows. Utilizing your creative sphere and existing relationships with your readers will be your greatest asset in the process. However, when thinking about some concrete places to mention your subscription, here are places you can drive awareness of your subscription to prospective members. One is on your website in the header or footer Another one is in the footer of your newsletters that you send out. Then you could do the back matter of your books on a link aggregator, such as one you use for link in bios, maybe Linktree. You could also do in the author's notes at the end of chapters you post to serial fiction sites, such as Wattpad and Kindle Vela. You could do it in the descriptions of YouTube videos and podcasts that you create adjacent to your stories and author brand. Or you could do regular invitations to your subscription on the same marketing channels you use during your launch cycle. You can highlight when you create new tiers, implement changes, and are launching new stories onto your subscription for early access. If you'd like to see some of these tactics in action, in this two-hour workshop, Amila Rose and Michael Evans break down author Kyra Fox promotes your subscription and offer her advice on how to grow her subscription. The link is in the description. Step five is marketing to subscribers. This is the most crucial step in marketing your subscription. As paradoxical as it may seem, the most important readers are your current subscribers. 
You're not marketing in a way that's trying to extract further value and dollars from them. Instead, constantly give your fans your subscription ways to experience the awesomeness inside your membership as easy and often as possible. It's way cheaper to retain an existing subscriber than recruit a new one. And if you get really good at step five, you can be really mediocre at step four and still be wildly successful. Now let's talk more about how you can get really good at step five and ultimately keep readers happy and enjoying your subscription for as long as possible. Chapter 14, onboarding readers to your subscription. A crucial yet often overlooked step is onboarding a reader into your subscription. According to Robbery Kellerman Baxter, author of The Membership Economy, forming new habits in the first week and 30 days of a new subscriber is crucial for increasing retention. According to Robbie Kellerman Baxter, there are three steps to any onboarding process, removing friction, delivering immediate value, and rewarding desired behaviors that will drive membership success. Keeping this framework in mind for onboarding, here are some tangible steps you can take to onboard readers into your subscription. Depending on how you set up your subscription, where these specific events take place in an email or an app for a subscription platform will vary. Number one is a story schedule, benefits, or overview. This is arguably the most important information to deliver to our readers. Although often this is advertised on our member page before readers sign up for a subscription, a reminder of when they can expect early access chapters and other benefits is key. Step number two in onboarding is technology tutorial. It's inevitable that we will be using some form of technology to deliver our stories to our readers. It can be helpful to give some brief tips for navigating these environments so readers can enjoy your subscription without too much friction. On Ream, we have over 130 help guides for readers and authors, and you can link out to those instead of having to create these tutorials yourself. Step number three is CUNY guidelines. We likely have some general rules when it comes to readers interacting in our subscription, such as no spoilers, being respectful. As part of onboarding, it's a good idea to clearly articulate these expectations to your readers and notify them of the consequences. Step four is articulating your values and mission. Why are you passionate about bringing your superfans together in a subscription? Why do you write what you write? And what do you hope your readers can gain from it? These reminders help cultivate deeper levels of engagement and meaning within your community, essential for any author business. And step five is introductions to fellow members. This is a good time to enable new readers to introduce themselves to you and fellow members and begin cultivating relationships within your fandom. This is where your readers will be able to find belonging amongst their shared passions and interests, which most likely are your stories. And most importantly, have fun in your onboarding process. You want to give your readers a succinct yet warm introduction to your subscription so they are primed to do the things that will get them most likely to stick around, engaging with your stories and engaging with you and your fellow readers in your community. And looking for an even more comprehensive guide to reader subscription onboarding, check this guide out at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash blog and look for our article on reader onboarding. Chapter 15 is managing your subscription. So now you have set up your subscription price your tiers, launch your subscription, and onboard your readers. As far as the starter guide goes, we're basically complete. You've now launched your subscription, but wait, am I just going to leave you here? Of course not. We will cover the fundamentals of the next stages of your subscription. They include managing your subscription, making changes to your subscription, troubleshooting, 
and scaling your subscription. Let's dive into it. So first up is delivering your rewards. The biggest piece of advice I have here is to remain consistent with your reward. If you choose to send out merchandise every three months to paid subscribers, then make sure you print and ship those new designs as promised. If you plan to release two chapters a week on Monday and Friday, then you should ensure that you release your chapters on those days. Building up a backlog of chapters on your subscription is also essential in building up your social proof. When readers see that you have stuck to your promises and kept them for a while, they'll be more likely to join. Likewise, if you leave readers with a sour taste in their mouth, they'll be much less likely to recommend new readers' subscription. In order to remain consistent with your writing, it's often nice to batch content and schedule ahead by a few weeks for early access chapters so you have some time for breathing room if live events come up. In addition, it's important to regularly engage with your readers, respond to their DMs, communicate with their comments, your chapters, and foster community between your readers. Doing this takes time and hard work. Between posting and responding to dozens of chapters, manning subscription can sound like a real headache. Many authors report spending hours each month just scheduling digital content for their tiers, never mind responding to comments and building relationships with their readers. That's where Vream comes in. We have a publishing scheduler that allows you to one-click import chapters from your manuscript and deliver them to your different tiers in just a few seconds. You can schedule months of content in just a few minutes and ensure that the right readers are delivered the right stories at the right time. We automatically send out notifications when new chapters are released and allow readers to engage with one another in a social e-reader that brings your community to a life inside the stories you write. To manage this community, we have a streamlined dashboard where you can react and respond to all comments in one place. No more scrolling and fretting to try and respond to your readers. We keep it streamlined, simple, and ultimately, save you time so you can write and live life more. Other subscription platforms not designed for the specific needs of fiction authors make this process of posting and community management much more cumbersome for both readers and authors. Tier limits. On Ream and many other subscription platforms, although not all, you can place limits on the number of readers in a tier. Limiting tier members caps the amount of readers that can be subscribed to a specific tier. This is great to ensure that you have enough available time to service high-level tiers. For instance, maybe you cap the number of book boxes you can send out each month or limit the number of readers that can attend your live streams or receive exclusive merchandise from you. Maximizing retention. With your consistent delivery of your rewards and communication with your readers, you have a solid foundation to maximizing your reader retention, the key goal in any successful subscription management. Now, here are some more tips to maximizing reader retention. Build personal relationships to your readers. Your readers want to feel heard and find belonging and personal connections. Maybe you send them personalized cards or messages when they sign up for your subscription. Do something that makes them feel special and they will never forget it. Make it fun. Be yourself in both your branding and how you approach your subscription. Consistency is key, but bringing a delightful energy is something your readers can feel through the pages. Give readers what this want. This sounds simple, but we too often ignore it. If your readers love character X, maybe they want a bonus scene written from their perspective or a bookmark in the style of that character. Pay attention to exit interviews from your subscription. When your readers unsubscribe, they often will tell you why. Observe trends in this feedback and try to address these problems for current subscribers to increase their likelihood of staying, or in the case of unsubscribed readers, resubscribing. Implement changes based on your reader feedback. This is one of the best ways to maximize your subscription retention. 
but making changes to your subscription is a hefty topic unto itself. That's what our next chapter is all about. Chapter 16, making changes to your subscription. Before you make changes to your subscription, it's important to recognize when you should make changes to your subscription. First of all, constant changes to your subscription are detrimental to fostering trust in your readers. Not only is consistency in creating great experiences for your readers essential, but also in delivering them the experiences you promised. It doesn't mean that the experiences can't change. Some good signs you should make a tweak to your subscription, tier rewards, or pricing are when a tier is no longer profitable. If you are losing money in a tier, it's a good idea to shift your strategy. But now you're in a predicament. You can't increase prices on your existing subscribers. You either have to get them to join a new tier at a higher price point and continue delivering the same benefits or reduce the expenses of your tier. There's no right or wrong way to handle this, but I'd first recommend archiving a tier. On platforms like Green, you can archive a tier or make it invisible to the public so that new members can't join. However, the subscribers in the tier still retain their benefits and remain paid subscribers. This is a popular way to grandfather existing subscribers in a tier as you change pricing. This can ensure that any tier losing new money with each new reader doesn't generate even greater losses. The next step is figuring out whether you want to communicate that due to cost changes, you will be making changes to the tier benefits you offer. Or you could grandfather old readers in at a reduced price and increase pricing for new subscribers to make up for the losses. A third option is to decommission the underperforming tier entirely. You can offer a several month grace period where you continue taking on the loss, but ask readers to migrate to new tiers before shutting it down for good. A tier or specific reward is unenjoyable for you. Point blank, if something is making you dislike your subscription, you have every right to stop it. Communicating this and sharing the reason behind any changes will be crucial with readers. There also may be a way to make the activity more enjoyable by adjusting your expectations or make fundamental changes to it that are more sustainable and inspiring. In terms of your process for iterating and making these changes, you can implement a similar system to the above to archive tiers you are phasing out. This gives existing subscribers time to change their tier so they can remain subscribed but on a new platform with different benefits. So they can remain subscribed but on a new plan with different benefits. Certain tiers have lower than expected adoption rates. When you open up a new tier, you should not expect people to flood into it. It takes time for people to adjust their subscription plan, especially for higher priced tiers, as people may shift their budgeting around to accommodate for it. However, if after a few months, fewer readers than you'd expect in a new tier, it's time to ask yourself a few questions. Did you properly promote this new tier to your existing fans? Sometimes authors will open up a new tier with merch or book boxes that benefit, but forget to mention it to their readers. I recommend following a similar launch cycle discussed in chapter 13 that involves multiple waves of concentrated creative promotion over a 30-day time period. If after proper promotion, you still aren't seeing lots of readers join your tier, then you have two options, tweak it or kill it. Tweaking your tier involves changing sales copy or even the benefits in a specific tier to be more attractive to your readers. I focus on making your copy clear, concise, and friendly for your fans. If continuous tweaks to your tier don't seem to be making any difference, then you should delete your tier or kill it. This is always a hard decision to make, but it's better to experiment and fail fast rather than hold on to something that isn't working. When you see a tier isn't working out, simply try a new experiment. If you have a few fans in the tier already, first archive the tier so that new people can't join. 
Then decide whether you'd like to ask them to migrate to a new tier and base out their benefits or grandfather them into the existing tier benefits and pricing. The key thing to remember here is that when a tier is underperforming or your rewards are getting scale, it's okay to change. Your readers subscribe to be part of your membership, not to receive the same thing every month. Changes are not only natural, but can help keep your readers happy. It is your responsibility to experiment and try out new things on behalf of your readers. It is these learnings that will help you create better experiences for them. Your readers are unsubscribing at a regularly high rate from a specific tier. This is a sign that there is something wrong with your reader experience for a specific tier. First, look for when the largest spike of unsubscribes happen. This could correlate with you switching series or maybe making a change that made your readers unhappy. This phenomenon is relatively rare and not something I see often with authors. It's still worthwhile to note because if this is happening inside your subscription, then you should begin to make changes and experiment with how you can fix it. When polling readers, they ask for changes. If your readers are excited about something, like a specific story idea or physical merchandise, it could be a good idea to integrate it into your subscription. Be mindful that you are the author, and at the end of the day, you get to make the rules. Maybe you want to provide an additional benefit to your readers on a different tier. This is a very straightforward change to make. If you're excited to offer something new on your subscription and can do so as a new tier, then you can make a change to your subscription without affecting any of your existing subscribers. The trick is you will need to get people to either upgrade or the readers to join your subscription at that tier level to make it a success. Maybe we're at the end of a series and change your release schedule as a result. Some authors feel like they need to be releasing chapters in the same cadence forever. This is not true. You can take breaks in your subscription. In fact, you can pause reader payments so you're not burdened that your readers are being charged without any of the things you promised them delivered in return. In addition, if you want to change your chapter release schedule from weekly to bi-weekly or three times a week to once per week, that is okay. Your readers do not expect to have the same exact chapter release schedule from you forever. However, you should give readers a heads up about these changes and communicate them as clearly and early as possible. And life events or emergencies interrupt your normal creative flow. Whether this means scaling your subscription back or pausing entirely, your life and wellness come before the next chapter. Yep, I said it. You matter, my author friend, your sanity, your happiness, and your life. Don't let your author business rule you. If you need space for any reason, your subscription should not be the thing stopping you from taking care of yourself. Chapter 17, Troubleshooting Your Subscription. Sometimes your subscription isn't working as planned. Maybe you are growing your paid subscribers steadily and then growth petered out. Or maybe you are struggling to get readers to sign up in the first place. Here are some steps we can take to fix that. One is email subscribers directly who remain on your subscription and ask them why they enjoy it. Frame this email in a positive light. You'd love your readers' feedback on what they like about your paid membership or subscription and some thoughts on how you can make it better. For authors who have fans inside their subscription and get them to respond, you're in luck. You probably have some great insights to improve your subscription. For those with few fans in their subscription or those who got limited responses, and this is normal since most people don't respond to emails even if they are super fans, read on. Change messaging and branding. As authors, we are used to being told that we need to sell our books to make a living. 
Sometimes this leads to us being salesy, fitting within the confines of ebook retailer product pages. But your subscription is your world for your readers. Something that feels too salesy may turn off your readers. Experiment with language that connects to your brand promise and highlights your creative strengths. Number three is tweaking benefits and pricing. This is an obvious step to take, but how do we go about changing our tier benefits and pricing? Oftentimes, authors overload their tiers with tons of benefits that make their subscription appear valuable in their minds, but in reality, it looks like a confusing mess to readers. If all else fails, simplify your subscription. One tier and one benefit is more than okay. In fact, many authors have had great success with this strategy. Just look at Deanna Roy's pickle-themed postcards she sends her subscribers. Find the bright spots and replicate it. As humans, we are wired to focus on the negatives and try and make them better. I encourage you to do the opposite. Look for the positives inside your subscription and seek to amplify them. If there are a few readers loving your subscription, what about it do they seem to enjoy most and how can you spread that further? Then you could also conduct a subscription marketing audit on your business. This subscription marketing audit is all about looking at the ways you interact with your readers and seeing how you build relationships with them. Do you promise readers more in your marketing than you ask from them? Are you focused on directing people to your subscription? Do you feature your subscription link prominently? in your monthly newsletter? Do you mention your subscription on your website? Have you mentioned it on social media, in the back of your books? If your answer to all of these questions is yes, and it's not working to drive readers to your subscription, think about how you can get creative in your approach. Instead of promoting your subscription, how can you make it feel like you are inviting your readers into it? What stories and things can you share to make your audience feel connected to you and your story worlds? Next is to reevaluate if subscriptions are right for you at this time of your author career. This is a hard one, but if all other troubleshooting fails and your subscription is still underperforming your expectations, it may be time to put your subscription on hold. I think subscriptions hold a lot of promise for many authors, just as it's important to put experiments within your subscription on hold, if they are not working, the same applies to your subscription as a whole. I think subscriptions hold a lot of promise for many authors, but just as it's important to put experiments within your subscription on hold, if they are not working, the same applies for your subscription as a whole. If you have made a concerted effort for months on end to grow your subscription with little signs of progress and maybe a sign of focus on other areas of your author business, however, don't leave the lessons of your subscription behind. Building relationships with your core fans and providing your loyal readers with the most amazing experiences as possible are fundamental to success in subscriptions and the broader publishing market. Chapter 18, Scaling Your Subscription. Assuming you have healthy re retention and a profitable pricing strategy, your natural inclination is to ask, how can I grow my subscription? The short story is that scaling your subscription usually relies 
on doing the same things that have been working up to this point. In addition, it helps to invest extra capital into providing a better experience to your readers and marketing your author brand to new readers in your target audience. Over time, those new readers will eventually trust you enough to join your subscription. However, here are some more concrete ways to scale your subscription. Centering more of your business around subscription-based content. This sounds simple, but many don't realize how powerful it is. If you want something to grow, make it your priority. Instead of promoting new releases on ebook retailers, share with your readers that you can get them on your subscription first. On serial fiction platforms, mention your subscription in the author's notes of each chapter, hopefully turning some of your free readers into paid ones. Instead of focusing on mastering a new ads platform, what about ways you can create more enjoyable experiences for your existing fans in the form of bonus content, physical merchandise, etc. Now, focusing on your subscription does not mean making subscriptions your only revenue stream. It just means making it the home to which you bring your fans to celebrate and enjoy more of your work. Providing new tiers that appeal to different segments of your readership. Your paid subscribers will almost always be smaller than the total number of fans you have or people interested in your work. If you'd like to begin closing this gap, you should start to offer additional tiers that can appeal to different segments of your audience. Maybe you provide a tier focused on delivering audiobook-related benefits, signed books, or an event to bring your community together. The possibilities are endless. Just don't forget that each new tier is an opportunity to interest readers in your subscription who weren't interested previously. Providing higher priced tiers upsell existing subscribers to increase your profit per reader per month. If you want to double your subscription income, you have two approaches. Double your profit per reader or double the number of readers in your subscription. Of course, you will likely do a little bit of both, but often it is easier to get your existing fans to pay you more for additional benefits than it is to recruit entirely new ones. This is an extremely underrated way to scale your subscription. What if your average reader paid you $15 per month instead of $5? Introducing more readers to your brand. I saved this one for last because it is the most obvious yet also essential. If you aren't introducing new readers to your books, your business is slowly dying. That's because your current reader base is. I know that's morbid. Luckily for you, stories that connect deeply with fans are often passed down from one generation to the other through word of mouth. However, being able to reach new readers is a great way to grow your subscription. There are tons of books written on how to market your brand and books as an indie author. And as a starter guide for subscriptions, I don't want to dive too deeply into those waters. There's one thing I want you to remember, though. Nurturing your existing readers to be greater fans of your work is the best way to turn a reader into a paid subscriber. Many authors overlook this, but if you remember, one of our principles from subscription marketing, your most important readers are the ones who already care about you. Chapter 19, where subscriptions fit into your larger business. This has been a whirlwind. I hope you've had as much fun during the Subscriptions for Authors Starter Guide as I have. As a closing remark, I want to share some ways that subscriptions can fit into your larger publishing business. You don't have to pick a place for subscriptions to fit into your business in the beginning, especially before you know if this model will work for you. And once subscriptions have a place in your business, you can always evolve its importance to your overall publishing strategy. With this said, 
let's explore some different frameworks for how subscriptions might fit into your author business. Note, many authors combine these models. None of them are mutually exclusive. First up is the foundational model. With this model, think about authors like Amelia Rose. For her, subscriptions are the center of her business. She has plenty of other revenue streams, but subscriptions form the most significant part of her author empire. Although authors with this mindset enjoy selling books, their real goal is to turn every potential reader, whether they are reading on a serial fiction site or a paperback from a bookstore, into a paid subscriber. After you make this transition, your fans likely view your subscription as one of the core ways that they can interact with you, support you, and experience your stories. The next one is the super fan club, or your mini amusement park. This subscription model is focused on providing additional services, products, and value to your core fans. Typically, authors with this model primarily focus on higher price tiers at $25 plus per month. Benefits could include exclusive bonus content, physical merchandise, and many of the other ideas we have covered in this book. The key here is to think about your subscription like it's your own mini amusement park. What would the ultimate super fan experience look like? And how can you provide that to your readers? How can you create different experiences to attract different segments of your reader base? Early access can be like the fast pass for fans to skip the line and waiting for your next story. The behind the scenes view of your writing life is like a VIP backstage pass. Book boxes and other physical merchandise is like getting off a roller coaster and entering the amusement park gift shop. And as long as you use something like our subscription pricing calculator to ensure a fair profit margin, you can make more money from fewer fans than you'd ever think possible. The testing ground. Authors with this model use subscriptions to test and experiment with a close-knit group of fans. Maybe you test out new story ideas by writing short stories in your subscription. The short stories that are hits, you can expand into full-length novels. Maybe you have a shop where readers can buy merchandise and other goodies from you. And you use your subscription to test new products and give your biggest fans early access. In short, authors deploying this model understand that subscriptions provide you two massive benefits. Upfront capital from your readers and efficient, fast feedback on the things you create. Sounds like one of the best testing grounds to learn and grow as an author. The beautiful part is that those who test more provide better experience to their readers as a result, will see halo effects across their publishing business. You won't be providing a better experience just to your paid subscribers. You can do so for all your fans with the relationships and insights you gain from your subscription. And there are endless other frameworks and specific ways subscriptions can fit into your author business. But these three models are a good starting point and a useful way for us to look at the broader picture of subscriptions. Now, I'm very grateful for you reading this starter guide. If you enjoyed this, then you may be interested in joining our exclusive six-figure subscription author accelerator that gives you detailed guides and step-by-step video tutorials on how to start your subscription, get your first paid subscribers, and scale your subscription as an author. It's taught by Amelia Rose and me. And it's the first inside look at Amelia's six-figure subscription business and her secrets to subscription author success. If you'd like to get access, you can learn more here at learn.subscriptionsforauthors.com. If you have any questions about subscriptions, always feel free to contact us in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash subscriptions for authors. 
which has over 2,000 fellow authors who can help you. Or you can reach out to me at contact at ream.ink or michael at mevansinked.com. I'm hopeful this guide will help you en route to your subscription success. And at the very least, give you a different perspective on publishing. In an age of automation and ever-increasing technological advancement, it is more important than ever that we place humanity at the center of our vision for a future. Subscriptions are a place that gives you the power as a storyteller to dictate your rewards, set your pricing, retain control, and ultimately put your readers first. I suspect that by 2030, subscriptions won't just be another way for authors to make money, but a fundamental revenue stream in a plurality of publishing businesses. Maybe that prediction won't come true. We will see. What I do know is that the subscription mindset, principles, and fundamentals of subscription marketing will help positively fuel all areas of your publishing business. I'm excited to see where this adventure takes you. And I'm even more excited for you to imagine and create the possibilities for taking back power as authors in the publishing industry and building a future where storytellers rule the world. Goodbye for now, my friends. And don't forget to read on for some FAQs, other resources, and further information about Ream. Chapter 20, FAQs. Question. What is your advice to beginning authors, ones with a small readership or who are just starting out when approaching subscriptions? Answer. If publishing on serial fiction platforms, subscriptions can be a great way to train your readers to begin reading early access chapters from you. Putting CTAs at the end of your chapters on serial fiction platforms, asking people to read ahead in your subscription is a great way to grow your paid subscription readership. Check out chapter eight for more information. For authors publishing in other models or on ebook retailers, it can also be a great thing to start early as long as you enjoy it and are focused on the long term. As a beginning or veteran author, expectations are everything. You should not expect your subscription to be the thing that changes your author career. Subscriptions are great ways to connect more deeply with your readers and increase your overall profit in your publishing business. However, rarely does the existence of a subscription results in attracting thousands of readers. Thus, growth will likely be slow, hopefully will steadily increase towards your goals over the long term. Question, what is your advice to authors with larger followings and approaching subscription? Answer, focus on your pre-launch and beta launch marketing by refining your rewards and messaging. In addition, reflecting deeply on your pricing and spending time with the equations in chapter 10 will be essential and helping you form the foundation of a successful subscription. Question, how long does it take to run a subscription per week? Answer, it depends a lot on the business models you choose, but I advise authors to expect an hour to a few hours per week. Much of the marketing for your subscription and running your subscription is further building relationships with readers, so that can vary a lot among authors, but it's also work you are already doing regardless of whether you have a subscription or not. Question, what is a successful subscription? How do I know my subscription is going well? Answer, there are no hard metrics or sales rankings to point to what makes a subscription successful. However, maintaining a profitable subscription is one key metric to consider. If your subscription isn't generating the profit you had hoped for, but still has some readers in it, you can consider other indirect benefits from your subscription. Digital early feedback on your stories, applicable, 
and forming deeper relationships with your core fans. If those prove to be worth it to you, then your subscription could be considered a success. If not, then you may want to reference our troubleshooting section in chapter 17. Can I switch subscription? Question. Can I switch subscription platforms? Answer. Yes. If you'd like to switch to Reem from another platform or your own site, we will help you migrate your content and subscribers to the platform for free. Just contact us at contact at reem.ne. Some platforms make it easier to leave than others, but we also enable our Reem authors to move off our platform if they decide that's best for them. We are against walled gardens and all about powering a future where storytellers rule the world. Question, what genres do best in subscription? Answer, romance is the largest genre of fiction market with authors who are innovative and tend to be ahead of the curve in providing the most value to their readers. This romance is the largest genre of subscriptions However, lit RPG and web novels also perform very well. Science fiction and fantasy also have a strong showing in the subscriptions across many different subgenres. At the moment, mystery and thriller tend to be less prominent in subscriptions, but there is growth in all subgenres at the moment for this business model. Question, what is the best way to market my subscription? Answer, refer to chapters 11 and 12 for more detail. The currency of subscriptions is trust. So building trust in your readers is often the most effective way to market your subscription. Oftentimes, this means emailing your readers, responding to their DMs, and interacting with them in online communities that build personal relationships. Question, what can I offer besides early access to my stories? Answer, chapter nine covers this in detail. But if your readers aren't interested in early access, that doesn't mean you can't have a successful subscription. There are plenty of other reward models you can offer, such as bonus content, physical merchandise, fan services and engagement, and many more. Chapter 9 covers dozens of different ideas. Question, how do I know whether I'm pricing too low or too high? Reference Chapter 9 on pricing. In short, most authors price too low, and it's important to calculate the real cost of your subscription tiers to ensure that you price at a level that makes it worth it to you in the long run. If new readers aren't joining, it's not always because you have priced your subscription too high. Most of the time, it is due to another disconnect. However, asking other authors for feedback on pricing can be a great way to gauge whether you are out of touch with your reader's willingness to pay. You can ask questions and get feedback on your subscription pricing in the Subscriptions for Authors Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash subscriptions for authors. Question. How many tiers is too much? How many tiers is too little? We recommend starting with one to three tiers and growing over time, although you certainly don't need to offer more tiers. Remember, more is not necessarily better. Some authors have 10 plus tiers and do well subscriptions, but that is not the norm. Usually five to seven seems to be the sweet spot for a more established author. The only number of tiers that is too few is zero. Time to get started, my friend. Question, what should I put on my information page to let readers know more about my subscription. Answer, you can embed a video of yourself talking to your readers or a trailer from one of your books. You can keep it simple and share a short biography with information about your current update or chapter release schedule. Or you can share your entire life story and your passionate reasons for starting your subscription. Regardless of the approach you choose, ensure that it is something that is authentic and comfortable for you. That message will then resonate with the audience that is right for your subscription.
Question, how are payments processed for subscriptions? Answer, Stripe and PayPal basically own the payment infrastructure for the internet and issuing banks and credit card companies are unavoidable. This means that every transaction has a standard 30 cents plus 2.9% charge. This can vary slightly based on the rates banks and credit card companies set. And sometimes an extra percentage fee is tacked on for currency conversions and other services. Thus charging $1 for your tiers may be disadvantageous because a large portion of your revenue will go to payment processing. This is why I recommend starting with $5 or higher tiers. Question. What if my subscription fails? Answer. You can always close down your subscription and automatically unsubscribe your readers so they do not continue to be charged. Amelia Rose's first subscription with another pen name failed, but her second subscription has generated her hundreds of thousands of dollars in the last few years. Sometimes growth happens slower than you expect it to for your subscription. That is normal. Trust takes time to build. However, if you really are struggling to gain traction, and our advice in the troubleshooting section, it's not working. It's okay to move on from this model for now. The biggest thing to know is that a failed subscription doesn't mean you are a bad writer. And it's not always your fault. Everything in publishing requires a combination of right timing and right place with many factors out of your control. However, if you tried a subscription and learned something from it, even if you didn't achieve the monetary outcome you desired, it was a success to take a step forward in progress on your author journey. Question. How can authors with pen names manage a subscription? Answer. Typically, authors set up two separate accounts for their subscription and manage them in separate dashboards. Since most subscription platforms aren't built for authors, they aren't optimized for pen name. However, at Ream, this is something we're actively working on implementing in the near future. Question. How can I split payments between collaborators and subscription? Answer. No. Subscription platforms have simple ways to do this. However, this is another high-priority project of ours at Ream. Chapter 21. Appendix. Subscription lingo defined. Tier. Solution, rewards, or offerings to your readers at a specific price point. Subscription, a payment directly from a reader to an author for content or other agreed upon value. Serial fiction, a story released in chapter by chapter or episodic format at a regular interval. Typically, these chapters are short and end in cliffhangers to keep readers eagerly awaiting the next chapter. Subscriber, someone who pays you on a recurring basis to provide support or for access to content or other benefits. Subscribers can be on a monthly plan, annual plan, per creation plans, or any other recurring payment. Churn, to unsubscribe from recurring payment. This is typically measured, churn rate, by comparing what portion of subscribers unsubscribe over a specific time period. Example, you have 100 subscribers and five unsubscribe in a single month. Your churn for that month would be 5%. Retention. What portion of an audience segment remains subscribed to recurring payment over a period of time? This is the inverse of churn. Direct sales. When an author sells something to a reader with one, control over pricing, two, access to crucial customer data, such as contact information, and three, 
a large degree of control over the purchasing experience. CSV, a comma-separated values file that lists emails or other data about your subscribers, such as shipping addresses, names, and tier information. It is best practice to regularly export a CSV of your subscriber data to store it securely on your own device. Reward, something that a reader gets in return for subscribing to author's membership or subscription. These can range from book boxes to early access chapters and exclusive community, or simply the satisfaction of supporting an author you love. Early access. We provide stories to our paid subscribers or readers before they are released elsewhere. Chapter 7 does a deep dive into the different ways you can provide early access as an author. Bonus or exclusive content. This is content offered in addition to the main plotline of your book. Chapter 8 covers this in detail. Some examples include chapters written from an alternate POV, a character's backstory, and short stories connected to your story worlds. Chapter 22, Subscription Principles. I know this starter guide packs a lot of information inside 100 pages. Here I'll share some big takeaways from this guide and just a few bullet points. I call these the subscription principles, or the top things to keep in mind during your subscription author journey. One, under promise and over deliver. Two, readers first. Three, price for profit. Four, Subscriptions are your reader amusement park. Five, consistency is key. Six, trust is the currency of subscriptions. Seven, less is more, especially when starting. Eight, iteration is more important than perfection. Nine, reflect first, but act diligently. Ten, communicate early and often with your fans. Eleven, your true fans want support. 12. Your reader community is an asset. 13. Subscription marketing relies on relationships. 14. Long term sustainable thinking above trend jacking. 15. Nurture your strengths and super fans. Chapter 23 The Subscription Platform for Fiction Authors. Let us set the scene. You've been frustrated for years with the endless obstacles. One big problem, really, that just won't go away. In fact, your platform is threatening to shut down your author business for no other reason than it doesn't agree with your stories you want to share with your readers. Then you meet your knight in shining armor. He promises to make your problems go away, using magical spells and raw strength. And after thousands of hours and an entire year of fighting those monsters, he saves you. He creates the safe, wonderful place you always dreamed of as your home. What if I told you that story was true? That story is Reem's story. Except our knight wears t-shirts and jeans and teals in the magic of code. And he didn't just create that home for the love of his life, but for all of you. And we'll get back to that story later. But first, if you've been listening to the subscriptions for Author Starter Guide closely, you already know about a platform called Reem. It is a subscription platform by fiction authors for fiction authors. Although we encourage you to use the platforms and services that work best for you and your readers, we design Ream specifically for fiction authors because we are co-founded by steamy romance author Amelia Rose. Unlike other platforms, we are committed to empowering, not censoring, our romance authors. Here's a little peek at what Ream has in store for you and your readers. 
a social review reader that works across devices for your readers and enables your fans to communicate and connect while enjoying your stories. A publishing scheduler and community management tool that saves you hours each month in operating your subscription. A Facebook group-like community that allows you to deliver streamlined updates to your readers. Automatic email updates to readers so they stay in touch with your subscription and keep coming back. A business model designed to win with you. We only make money when you do and charge a simple 10% of your revenue on the platform in addition to payment processing fees. Offer access to bonus content, travel guides, cookbooks, and more. Ownership of your reader data and full control over payments and refunds. You get all the emails of all your paid subscribers. You can sell directly to your readers or set up a managed account where we handle the VAT and sales tax for you at no extra cost. Still just our standard 10% fee. Limited time concierge migration team that will help you make the switch from existing subscription platforms and so much more. Regardless of whether you use Ream or not, we are committed to helping you succeed with subscriptions and create a happier life for you and your readers. And I am so thankful for your support and interest in reading this guide. Doing this is my dream, creating a place where storytellers rule the world, where we empower romance authors and readers instead of censoring, where we can create a space that my science fiction author self of six years always imagined, one where technology is in partnership with authors, not ruling over us. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm definitely too excited. First, we have to slow down and take a big step back. It's time to tell you, my subscription author friend, the story of Reem's founding. And it all begins with one man and one woman. I promise this isn't a romance story. Not exactly. Meet Amelia Rose. She's a senior romance author who makes 100k plus per year subscriptions and a co-founder of Reem. Before there was Reem, Amelia was in college studying late nights, preparing for graduate school applications, and writing serial fiction online as a hobby. That hobby soon garnered her millions of reads on serial fiction apps. The comments, the happy readers, and the attention piled in. But there was no way to monetize her stories in the app. Sean Patton, her partner at the time, now her husband, told her to start a subscription and have her readers support her. As a longtime indie game developer, he had created subscriptions for fans of his work in the past. Except... Her first subscription flopped. She started a new pen name and started gaining momentum again. When she started her subscription again, she had zero subscribers. And then one person joined. For weeks, it was just Amelia and the mysterious lone subscriber keeping her subscription chugging. Little did she know that the lone subscriber was actually Sean Patton. Months later, that one subscriber turned to thousands and she was making 100K plus per year in subscription revenue all from offering early access to her serialized fiction. But of course, Reem's story doesn't end there. In fact, the genesis of Reem started much later. After three years of running a successful subscription and being a full-time author, Amelia was tired of platforms not built for her needs as a subscription author. The majority of her readers cited bad experiences with the subscription platform she used. It happens to be one that begins with a P, as their reason for unsubscribing. She had to spend hours each month scheduling content. There was no reader on site for her readers to actually enjoy her stories in a pleasurable way. And worst of all, her stories were regularly being censored on the platform. Her account had been shut down numerous times, with the company forcing her to take down stories that involved steamy scenes no more wild than those of Game of Thrones. Content fit for the screens of tens of millions of people worldwide, 
wasn't fit for this platform and its white hat investors. Storytellers like Amelia, who wanted to have the power to connect with her readers, vibrant community of her fans, and get paid sustainable income from writing, were told their stories didn't belong anywhere. After all, they never built the platform for fiction authors to begin with. She was ready to leave. That's when our hero enters the picture. Sean Patton has spent the last decade building clients at application for enterprises like banks and hospitals. And at night, he has been building fantastic game worlds in Unreal Engine, powered by subscription revenue of his own. With Amelia needing a new home for her subscription, the thought hit him. Why didn't he create a platform for her? So he started coding a rough prototype in a few months, working nights and weekends to create the site of his wife's dream. That's when I met Amelia and Sean. Amelia and I had both been recruited as partners with the same publishing technology startup. I spent the last year founding and working for creator economy startups while attending college at Harvard. After writing and publishing 12 sci-fi novels, I was obsessed with building a better future for creative people. I was done with platforms that exploited my mental health as both an author, YouTuber, and live streamer of 1,000 hours in partnership with the Sean Parker company, the first president of Facebook. I also knew that the very fabric of social media on the internet was changing. It was the rise of the creator economy, a shift in power away from monolithic platforms to small, meaningful digital communities that are owned and led by creators. I even wrote a book about this that you can read called Creator Economy for Authors, A Guide to the Future of Publishing. Seeing this revolution, I knew there also needed to be a change in the infrastructure we have as fiction authors to distribute, monetize, and connect with the readers of our stories. It felt like Amelia had cracked the code. She was author creator of the future. She just needed the tools to make her life easier and her readers happier, and a home that would support and uplift her instead of exploiting her and her readers. And Sean was the sorcerer of code to create this future. We had our team, we had our vision, we had an undying passion. So we set off. Sing up the last year would be impossible. From conferences in London and Vegas to chatting with literally a hundred of you in private calls. From day one, you helped not only to shape this vision, but ignite and inspire our creative souls. And we kept working, strategizing, and building. And after thousands of hours of coding, nearly a year of hard work, Sean, our sole engineer, completed Re. Of course, our work is only just beginning. This is only book one in an epic saga we hope to continue creating for all of you over the coming years. After devoting the last year of his life to creating Reem, Sean now gets to have the love of his life be the first person to enjoy it. And it will change her life and readers' lives forever for the better. This is Reem's love story. It is our love for you, for storytelling, and for each other that makes sharing this with you one of the greatest privileges of my life. And the best part just beginning. I can't wait to invite you to create this love story with us, to create a space filled with passion and care rather than negativity and soulless metrics. This was just our prologue. It's time to write chapter one together. Chapter 24, subscription resources. If you reach the end of this guide and are hungry to learn more about subscriptions, then we have just a solution for you. The same team behind this starter guide also runs Subscriptions for Authors Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash subscriptions for authors with over 2,000 members. Join to ask questions about this guide, ask for help with anything related to your author's subscription, and become a member of an innovative, insightful author community filled with authors that make 100K plus per year from subscriptions and some who are just starting out. In addition, you can find us on the Subscriptions for Authors podcast 
at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash podcast home, where we chat with top subscription authors and break down the secrets to their success. Our podcast starter pack, linked above, has a collection of our top episodes. You can also check out our blog at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash blog, which has over 30 short bite-sized reads focused on subscriptions and helping subscription authors. We also have released a list of the top 500 fiction authors and subscriptions at subscriptionsforauthors.com slash category slash resources. And if you're looking to really take your subscriptions to the next level, you may be interested in our six-figure subscription author accelerator. It contains over 10 hours of videos, more than 60 sessions that take you step-by-step from ideating your subscription to getting your first paid subscribers and eventually scaling it to a meaningful revenue stream for you and your publishing business. If you're interested in joining the next cohort of the Six-Figure Subscription Author Accelerator, you can learn more here at learn.subscriptionsforauthors.com about the author. Michael Evans is the author of over a dozen sci-fi novels and the co-founder and CEO of Ream at reamstories.com, the subscription platform by fiction authors for fiction authors. In addition, he is the author of Creator Economy for Authors, A Guide to the Future of Publishing. He has Road Trip America, filming YouTube videos, live-streamed 1,000 hours for a Sean Parker startup, and has founded multiple technology startups. He is currently studying history and science with a focus in neuroscience at Harvard University and is fascinated by the future of biotechnology, the internet, and storytelling. In his free time, he can often be found reading, biking, or hiking along the lake with his fluffy dog, Sky. He is originally from Charleston, South Carolina, but can be found voyaging across the world to meet amazing creatives and thinkers who inspire better futures. If you ever have any questions for him or business inquiries, feel free to contact him at michael.mevansinc.com or visit his site at mevansinc.com and find a list of all the things he's up to at his link tree, l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash Michael Evans. Thank you so much for listening to this. This was an adventure to create, and I hope you enjoyed it. Have an amazing rest of your day. Have an amazing time getting your subscription started and entering the future of publishing with us. And in the meantime, don't forget, storytellers rule the world.